0: The way in which you're feeling yeah. about your voice, yeah, is literally the way which I felt when I first started the podcast. Okay. So, like, the first time I started it, yeah, like, I only had one microphone. Yeah. Because, like, the first time uh, I started it all up, I was like, I want to put one foot in, check, <laughs> check out how water. it is. Yeah, test the yeah, water. Yeah, so, yeah. so um I did that. But the only thing is, is that I, I listened to my voice and I was like, bro, do I sound like that? That was me
1: 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, literally. It's, it's like the weirdest experience. Yeah. Like, especially like, have you ever done like a, a snap or a video or something like that and you hear, and you your, hear voice your voice? Like, yeah, yeah. It's fucked. It, it, it's <laughs> but
1: here it sounds so much more like bassy, do you know what I mean? I can mm. probably hear
0: yeah, I think it's the it's the microphones that that we use the the road ones. Mm. They're quite good quality. Mm. Cause like um, I'm not gonna get too techie yeah, and yeah. pretend like I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're good microphones, are not yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but um, but yeah, it's 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 an experience when you hear your voice for the first time.
1: Definitely, man.
0: But yeah, so traveling.
1: Yeah, traveling. man. Yeah. So um,
0: I felt yeah because I haven't really done a lot of traveling. And, mm. Like prior to, I'd say. 2017 mm. I'd only been to two countries bro okay. I, I, I never been back to Naj when <laughs> <laughs> my mum took me Yeah, and I'm um, to Switzerland when um, my mum took me to go see my cousins
1: you know I hate that place you hate Switzerland 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 was amazing bro nah. why? I went there once and I paid like 15 euros for Burger King. And I'm like, I'm never coming back.
0: No, but Switzerland is mad Oh, expensive. the country's nice, yeah. but... It's in it price. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. Like, what? <laughs> no, but that's, that's what they have to deal with. It's kind of like Sweden and Denmark and you see all them Scandinavian yeah. countries. It's in those countries where like the um, social services are wavy, yeah, yeah, when yeah. they're wavy, yeah, their yeah. tax levels they, and the price, tax, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that brings up the price of everything. Yeah. Because when we were in Sweden and Denmark, yeah. bro, I'm telling you that like, like, like the alcohol, the locals advised us not to buy the alcohol. I swear. Because like they had some sort of, um, basically I feel like the government had a monopoly mm. on all the alcohol there. So basically they could control the tax levels. Okay. So they flung the tax yeah. levels all the way up. So like if we were to go and get stuff, it was cheaper to buy drinks in the club mm. than it was to buy outside. it outside. Yeah, okay. yeah. But it's it, it's it's mad. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah. It's
1: mad. The maddest thing is when you speak to like Swedish people or people from Norway, they're mm. happy to pay higher taxes because like mm. the services are so good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And their wages
0: are higher too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the it, it, it balances so out. Better. here, yeah. like <laughs> See, yeah. if if that was a situation here, like London is. A, is an expensive city, mm. but like if the wages were, were matching, higher. yeah, then I feel like people wouldn't have to complain You'll too balance much, out, exactly. You know I mean? yeah. And then also when you have a look at like services and stuff like that, like like NHS, like the NHS is, is an amazing service, mm. but bro, like when when you go there, I, I'm I'm not too sure if <sighs> like, but I've, I I actually thought like in the future if I could, yeah. if, if I'm not like, affluent enough, then I will go private, bro, yeah, because like. That length of time that it takes for you to to go away and like seen. get get like seen, yeah. like bro, I've I've been to um, doctors. Like I've told this story before, yeah. but basically I fucked up my knee one time. Yeah. So like um, when I fucked up my knee, like I couldn't really bend it like that. I okay. nearly fell down escalators in uh, Victoria Station. Oh I swear! Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if I'd held on to that rail, you wouldn't see me today. No, <laughs> not? not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but like um the length of time for me to get an appointment mm. and then also to get like any sort of help or anything. I didn't get any, mm. like they just told me to go and get some aspirin or, or anything like <laughs> that. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I can still feel it Yeah. now, but like, it, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's me, but I feel like they're kind of trying to rush you out. Like,
1: yeah. like
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. Like, obviously my knee might not be like falling off the yeah, bone. Yeah, But you but, want like, something
1: more. Do you know what I mean?
0: I kind of know when it's all right and when it's not all right, and this doesn't feel all right. Do
1: you know what that reminds me of? You know, at school, like if so you had an injury or something, or you fell Ice pack. over. Yeah, or, you know <laughs> the, the wet towel, the wet paper yeah, towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You put that on <laughs> Wait, did, uh, did, did you get the wet tissue? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the blue tissue. Yeah, the blue tissue. Yeah. <laughs> Anything, what, no Bro, matter what. It, yeah, everything. For an just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Bro, <laughs> honestly,
0: it's literally like a, a one size all. Like, fits yeah, all, literally, yeah, yeah. literally, it's so mm. annoying. But like in the future, if I can. Go Definitely private, go private. Yeah, I, I can understand why people pay to yeah. go and see private, like do private things. Mm. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of things in life where I'd be like, mm, I'll leave it. But when it comes to health, yeah, sometimes- One of the most yeah, important things. Like, fully, yeah, fully, yeah. fully. Like I'd rather like, say for example, if if something was underlying, like an underlying issue or whatever, mm. and like they were kind of, yo, just, just take this paracetamol, take this ibuprofen or whatever it is, but they don't really like, treat and see what the issue is, mm. like, that could then grow to be a bigger, a bigger issue. bigger thing when it could have yeah. been dealt with when it was small. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas if it's a private thing, they they'll say, yo, what do you yeah. want? Yeah. The, the yeah. blood test? Yeah. Don't want to do the x-ray, like, yeah. they'll give you all those things. Yeah. Because, like, you're pumping your money into a servicing, which is, is kind of, it's, it's catered to look after a small amount of people so they... Deliver a better service.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that, that's And you're personally paying for it. Like exactly. you're a paying customer, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is yeah. that the NHS? It's not like that at all. It's yeah, like,
0: exactly. It's like any business, isn't it? Like if if um you have a clientele who's putting money towards something, you're more obliged to try and keep that clientele by giving yeah. them a good service. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're giving something free, it's like they're coming anyway. Yeah, it?
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I NHS—they don't care. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, But, but, let, no, wait, let me not back. Okay, yeah. It yeah. sounds like we're, we're <laughs> NHS is shit. It's not like that. We love the NHS. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like, we, we do. We, we
0: do. do, we do, we 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 do. Yeah, I, Boris, you, uh, you need to stop giving them claps, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> start feeding them real people. You know, like for that. For real. For real. Honestly. But yeah, um traveling, traveling is sick. Yeah. And um I didn't really realize. How sick it was not in terms of just enjoyment, mm-hmm. but just like you know, seeing the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah.
0: Growing up in ends,
1: you didn't see a lot. Yeah, of that kind. Ends of... is so different to even other parts of England. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like so. Yeah, going to other countries, just experiencing the culture and you know all the different parts of that country. Mm. So like you said, it's so different to South London. So, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, I, I feel like um, a lot of people in South London, not just South London, but a lot of people in ends mm. all over London. Up until a point where they're like financially able to, because like uh, I feel like the large majority of us like uh, we come from working class backgrounds, and mm-hmm. our parents obviously they would love to, but like it's don't just not, not it, it's it's not yeah. possible like like financially. Do you know what I mean, mm. but when you do have that, like I, I, I feel like I'm I'm gonna go into a rant about <laughs> flipping people wasting money on, on drip and stuff like <laughs> that. But don't get me started. <laughs> but on that anyway, but mm. I I, I want to try and. Keep it brief. Actually you know, what, what, what do you think about that, actually?
1: What, spending money on drip?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead sort of, like, experiences, like, travelling and, and doing those things there.
1: I think it's stupid. I think there, there's a time and place that like, you can reward yourself, mm. um, like, save part of your salary. But if you're earning £1,500 a month and you spend eight bills on a pair of Dior's, mm. like, no one's going to remember what you wore mm. in three years. Do you know, no one cares. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. that deep. But those memories, yeah. you're going to have them for life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, the first time... I don't know, you went somewhere else, um, you know, apart from, like you said, you, before you only went to like Nigeria. Yeah. But the first time you actually started like experiencing other places, you'll remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was telling you before about Iceland. Mm. Like I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um. But if I bought a pair of trainers, yeah. That sometimes like eight bills, you can go on holiday for eight bills. Yeah. Do you know you, what I mean? Oh, you can go on a good you can holiday. Go somewhere nice. Good, yes. Yes. Like yeah. for eight bills. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Have a nice experience a week away. Yeah, all inclusive. All inclusive, bro. Yeah. Like, but people buy pair of trainers do you know what i mean and mm-hmm. trying to portray this this image but don't get me wrong you should treat yourself but yeah them kind of things for me come first but it comes down to priorities do you know yeah. what i mean some people they don't want to travel and like who are we to tell them that they should do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah it's yeah, yeah. just my point of view yeah
0: man. okay cool so where are you in in terms of all of that because obviously you're a very successful person <laughs> um but I guess, like, where where is your mindset on on the spectrum in in terms of, of course, you're you're able to do those things. Like, mm. if, if you want to, if you want to go and spend eight bills, um, I don't know your pocket, <laughs> but I feel like you'd be able to do so. Mm. Um, but why is that not something which is a priority or or, or something which you want to do?
1: Um, I think like if you dig deep, it's humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when I was younger, I couldn't imagine spending you know silly money on on clothes or anything like mm. for me it was you know if i could have money to eat out that's why i eat out a lot because when i was younger i wanted to like eat at these restaurants i like nice food do you know what i mean yeah so there's different things that i prioritize over spending money on clothes and stuff like that obviously i, I will treat myself like if i have a, a good month or you know if i if i feel like i've hit a milestone maybe i'll treat myself to to something yeah but i don't prioritize drip like some people do Like like i say some people earn 1500 a month and spend eight bills on a pair of trainers like even yeah. now i can't bring myself to spend eight bills on a pair of trainers yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's madness yeah, yeah my mindset is i could spend eight bills on that or i could invest that money mm. and it'll make more money yeah you know what i mean like this this year i've just been addicted to investing like i have barely bought any clothes yeah you know what i mean i've just been because i go to a shop for example like one of my friends loves harrods i'm not going to name him but yeah. one of my friends loves harrods so we, we go <laughs> yeah. to harrods fairly often mm. and when you're there maybe see a nice piece of clothing maybe like a hoodie or something it's like 300 pounds and in my head yeah i'm thinking i could buy this yeah. or i could spend 300 pound on bitcoin yeah which in my opinion in like two three years time will yeah. be worth maybe 10 times what it is now so mm. i'm thinking do i like does this hoodie is this hoodie worth three grand to me and then yeah. i'm like no so then i go and invest the money do you know yeah. what i mean that's just one example of an investment but yeah i've got a few bits and bobs but it's not definitely not my priority oh okay but, again, who am I to tell people, do you yeah. know what I mean, how to yeah, spend yeah, their money, it's yeah, yeah. just my opinion and how I treat it. I hear you, I yeah. hear you.
0: And you see, we've been talking about investing, but before all of that, we're going to go straight into the intro. Good morning, good evening, <laughs> salutations people. You're tuning in for another episode of Team Waffles Podcast with your host, Tommy Dixon, the host who does the absolute most. And today I'm joined here with a very, very special guest. I guess too, I'm sure is gonna blow away your mind <laughs> with tips and tricks, and also just um, to give some light and some good conversation. So um, I'd like to go ahead, and we'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, man, that's a, a big intro. I feel like I've got a lot to live up to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, obviously I'm I'm Joe. Um, some people might know me as as Gio, depending on where you mm. where you know me from. Um, 23 from South London. Went to school with with Tommy. We both went to Forest Hill. Um, and yeah, just here to, I guess, share, share my experiences and what I've learned along the way. I didn't go down the kind of traditional route of A-levels and uni. Mm. Um, you know, I dropped out at 16, done an apprenticeship, and then kind of just found my feet from from there and kind of, I guess, made it up as I went along and done all right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah man. man. Oh, okay, Let's
0: cool. No, you know what? I feel like that's perfect that you kind of went there and kind of um, said, a little bit about your journey mm-hmm. um, because that, that was actually one of my uh, main questions um, obviously because we were, both went to Forrestal Boys and mm-hmm. um, you from there and um, and you went off and, and you did your apprenticeship mm-hmm. um, which traditionally isn't the conventional route yep. for a lot of people to take mm-hmm. um, and ironically I actually recorded a little bit about apprenticeships on a different podcast episode but that hasn't yeah. been released yet but <laughs> we plan to but um, while we're here now, um, I'd like for you to just kind of give a little bit of light about why you decided to do that. Because traditionally, a lot of people, like it's primary school, secondary school, A-levels, mm-hmm. um, or BTECs or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you go to university, you do your degree, and then you come out and you get a job. Yeah. So why is it that you decided for you that was the best think, for you to do? I
1: think, like a lot of people, I felt school wasn't for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um I didn't like the study and things that I wasn't really interested in. Um, I didn't like the thought of exams and stuff like that. I just yeah. wanted to get out of there and experience things. Mm. And I was quite lucky in a sense that my parents didn't really value like a degree, like some people's parents do. My parents were quite supportive when I was like, you know, I want to drop out. Cause initially I signed up for uh, SFH6 Yeah, I was doing-
0: Cause you- are, I Go on. Gonna, Cause I, I was, I was going to say, I, I don't want to spoil the story and jump in, yeah, but, yeah. but you came back. Yeah. For a little bit, yeah. Because I, I remember you went away, and then I saw you in and out, yeah. Like I would see you after college sometimes, yeah. Um, but then you came back, and then I was kind of confused because yeah. you was in my math class, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember yeah, yeah. that, and then you was there for like a little bit, yeah. And then you just okay. disappeared again. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I told the, yeah, the story. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah. I knew
1: I knew it wasn't for me. Um, I started looking at like different alternatives. So there was one website that was quite helpful called Not Going to Uni. Yeah, um, I I'm guessing it's still about but Went on there, saw those loads of apprenticeships Kind of went down that rabbit hole Found another website that had like loads of apprenticeships on there um, Started like applying for them uh, Went for an interview I can't remember the name of the company But it was like a recruitment agency but for uh, Apprenticeships mm. Went there, had an interview with them um, And they started set, set, uh, setting up all these interviews for me Now the first apprenticeships I was applying for Was to be a foreign exchange broker okay. um, in, in central London In Liverpool Street yeah. So I went to one. This was like I think December. Yeah. Um, got the job. Started there on a Monday. Mm. Um, and basically, all I was doing was cold calling businesses. Yeah. And trying to get them to use this company for their international payments. Okay. So I was making. There was. I remember. There was like. It was like a big trading floor. Um, and then there was the desk that was doing all the cold calling, which I was on. And there was like a big screen at the back. Yeah. And it basically had your name and how many calls you made for the day. Oh shit! And you had to make two hundred and fifty calls a day. Yeah. So, Anyway, done it on... Uh, that must have been pressure, though, on that floor. It was. I was 16 as well at the time. Yeah, well, how, yeah 16 yeah. at the time. Um, and all these guys are, you know, 25, 30. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's in Liverpool Street. Yeah. And the, I can see these lot listening to my calls. Do you know what I mean? Another, oh, they, they were listening in as well? Of course. like It was like a, a, a desk like this. There's a guy next to me, uh, another guy opposite. There was like the manager over there. Yeah. Then there was like another lady that was part of a different yeah. department next to me. This gives me like Wolf of Wall Street vibes. It's kind of like that. Obviously, not... You know, throwing midgets around yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. that. Like when you go in like very, you know, condensed, people shouting and it was mm. quite a high pressure, you know, sales environment. and there was the traders and, you know, different departments. Mm. Basically on the floor, they would rent desks to traders. Yeah. And at this point, I was kind of interested in trading. So like when I first walked in, I saw the traders. I was like, okay, maybe I'll start here, but eventually I can... You know, maybe become a trader, sort of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Kind of early days, but yeah. anyway, that was my interest to be a foreign exchange broker. And um, and then yeah, went on a Monday, uh, done Monday to Thursday, and then on a Friday, I'll never forget this. They took uh, me and all the sales guys into a meeting room mm. and listened to our calls in front of everyone. No way. And they paid Literally one call, bearing around 16, I'm all stuttering on the phone. And then the guy was just ripping into me. I think, I can't remember who I called, but I called like a big company like Travis Perkins or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to pitch.
0: Is is that the construction? Yeah,
1: yeah. Obviously, I don't know. They just gave me a list. I'm just dialing numbers and. They used some way that they got very cheap international payments. He was kind of pressuring me, like, "Why didn't I question it more?" Although like, well, yeah. "I didn't know what they were talking about." Anyway, felt so embarrassed that on the Monday I called and said, "I'm never coming back." Then I went. Then I came back to sixth form. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, "I'm not doing that." Wait, how how long into the role was that? So I started on the Monday. Yeah. On the Friday we had the meeting. No way. On the weekend I was like, "No, nah, fuck this, I'm not coming <laughs> back." I called on the Monday. Yeah. And said, "Yeah, I'm not coming back." Seriously. You know, like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. But I was like sixteen. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I was young. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was kind of like questioning, like, oh, like, "Am I doing the right thing? Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do A levels. Like, you know, I don't want to go to uni. Like, mm. there must be something else. But I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm. Then the people at the agency uh, called me and they said, "Oh, we've lined up an interview for you um, at an estate agent called Barnab Marcus. Yeah. You know? At this time, I didn't want to be an estate agent. You know, I had no interest in it. Um, I actually went to the interview for interview experience. Yeah. Just to kind of like." get a bit more experience under my belt. Went for the interview, um, they called me like 20 minutes later saying, you got the job, um, oh, you've got like a trial of three days. So I thought, cool, let me go to the trial, mm. get some experience in the stage and just kind of see what the working environment's like mm. and then take it from there. Went there um, and done the trial day, they offered me the job um, and then I kind of like renegotiated the the salary a bit because obviously it was apprenticeship wages at the time, which yeah. was like two pound 50 an hour. Or You're something joking. Like that. No. No, um, you can't even was, get Tesco meal deal. Yeah, now. <laughs> I know, like, it was, was peak. <laughs> but these times I was living in Catford, and yeah. I basically negotiated with them that they would pay my travel, because I would get the train from Catford to Elephant, yeah, and walk from Elephant to Kennington, so yeah. it was in the Kennington branch oh, okay. um, of Barnum Marcus. So negotiated that they would pay for my travel, so mm. that basically what I was earning, which was like four bills a month, I think, something like that, maybe three eighty a month, that, yeah, that, that would, would be clean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Then that would be like I'm not having to pay for my travel on top of that. Yeah, which was like I can't remember maybe sixty pound a week or something like that. Mm. That's probably a bit too much. I don't remember the exact number, but yeah. they basically covered my travel. Then done the apprenticeship there. That was 2014. Uh, at the end of it, they offered me a job. Yeah. Um, to be a letting's negotiator. Yeah. Done that for a year. Um, then I left, went to a different estate agency. Done that for like a month, then came back to Bonamarcus. Yeah. Um, opened the Lettings division in the Wandsworth office. This was like 2016. Yeah. Then May 2016, I moved to the sales division yeah. in Wallington. Yeah. Um, sorry
0: so, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah. But um, you see, when you started off, uh, uh, is it Barnard Marcus? Barnard Marcus, yeah. Barnard Marcus. Yeah. What was that experience like? Like you're, you going into uh, an industry that you weren't really interested in? Yeah. yeah. Because obviously, I'm assuming like when when you got the other broker job, Yeah. you at least had a little bit of yeah. like, interest in it. So yeah, yeah. you kind of wanted to See where it was going. Yeah, but you said that when you stepped into the Bruno Marcus, um mm-hmm. role, that you didn't you didn't really have an interest in it, but you kind of wanted it for experience. Yes. So uh, what was it that at that point when you got into that role, you was like, okay, cool, maybe I can actually.
1: Okay, that, that that's such a good question. I, I left it out. Basically, at the end of the three days, I wasn't sure. Yeah, if I wanted to do it, and. The manager at the time, who actually messaged me the other day um, to catch up, but he took me for a drive to Elephant and Castle Station to drop me off, because he knew I didn't want to take the job. But he was like, look, at the end of this, you could be a lettings negotiator, and our average lettings negotiators make 40k a year. Mm. So I was sixteen at the time, thinking, okay, next year I'll be seventeen. Yeah. And in 40k a yeah. Yeah. I was like, alright, cool, let me see what yeah, this is about. Serious piece. Yeah. Uh, when you're that age anyway. So yeah. um still still serious <laughs> a lot of man, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, so I thought, cool, let me let me stick it out, um, see what it's about. And I kinda had an interesting property. Like my main thing was obviously I wanted to do the, the foreign exchange thing, but Obviously, I watch Homes Under the Hammer, do you know yeah. what I mean? And oh, you
0: see the estate wavy, agents. Wavy, and, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Homes Under the Hammer is so underrated, bro. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a good program, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Location, I'm, location, location, all of that. Yes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I used to watch all of them. Yeah. Like, um, like, my favorite part is... Is like we you know when they go to like a bust down place in like Liverpool, yeah. middle of nowhere, yeah, yeah. the like the, the ceiling is like coming in or yeah, whatever yeah. and they're like, Yep, all right, cool. So what we're gonna do is that like we're gonna renovate this loft over here. <laughs> yeah. That, like so 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 like they, they come in, you see like the brock down place yeah. and then they're like, Oh, I've got a budget of like, I don't know, ten to like twenty K or whatever it is, yeah, and we're gonna renovate it so the, then the surveyor comes in yeah, like yeah. before sees what the price is like and then they just flip it yeah, like yeah. that yeah? yeah and then they, they make like a cool like 60k profit on top yeah of it. yeah and i'm just like
1: how yeah, how, yeah. Bro? that's the game though yeah there's but, money in property man yeah i know there is i know property.
0: that like a, a lot of people talk about the property game like um but I've, i don't feel like a lot of people really really understand it yeah but I actually um started reading this book recently. Yeah. It's called um Money by Laura Waitley.
1: Okay, yeah, actually I think I know. Yeah. What it's what uh, Money
0: a User's Guide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one there. Amazing book. If, mm. it, if anyone wants to learn anything about debt, money, buying a buying a house, probably all that kind of like I, I know this is, this is deviation we're, we're yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. back to other thing. <laughs> we'll um, to yeah. tour, yeah, yeah. stories. <laughs> <T. Yeah. Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but um but yeah, so 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 like I was actually reading it today. Hmm. So the section which I was reading about was um, uh, it was it was like all the additional um costs mm-hmm. that come with like um a property after yeah. you, you get the mortgage yeah because yeah. a lot of people think like yo don't factor in I just need to get this what thirty k forty k for the deposit ten percent fifty percent or whatever it is put that yeah. down I've got the yard yeah but don't you, like when, it don't work like yeah, that. Yeah. So
1: it's based on your actual salary. Yep. So you can get four to five times your annual salary mm. and you can borrow on a mortgage, yeah. generally.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is why it's better for you to try and do it with someone else because yeah. then you can four to five times yeah, yeah. both your salaries. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? But then you also have to think about brokers. You have to think about stamp duty. Yeah. You think about fam. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking like, so on top of this huge sum of money, which yeah. you've got to try and amass, Yeah. You then also got to think about all these extra fees. Yeah. yeah. And depending on the, like the value of your property, yeah. you could like pay 5%. So, say if it's like, I don't know, 500K, you're yeah. paying an extra 25 racks on top. Yeah. yeah. That's a mad thing. Yeah. Like, like, a lot of people don't think about that. Yeah, so, yeah. so, like what you actually think for like a, I don't know, 500K house, like maybe 10%, so 50 bags is actually 75 yeah. stamp bags.
1: duty will get you. Obviously, now they've got the stamp duty incentive. But that's not going to last forever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, removal costs, solicitors, mortgage broker fees. People yeah. don't think about all that. You know? Yeah. Um. And yeah, when I was actually in the state agency, the amount of people that would come thinking they could buy a house because they got X amount saved, mm. so now you need a little bit more because you're you can't pay for all of this. Do you know what I mean? Like stamp duty solicitors. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. But they've In there, they've got the 10% they need. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? After you, you still can't afford it, you need a little yeah. bit more. Do you know what I mean? How was, how was that like
0: dealing with people? Because I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people come with mad optimism. Because mm. obviously they're thinking I've scrimped and I've saved and I've, especially like in London as well. Yeah. It's hard to to save peace because yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot of people like, like, more than 50% of their um, earnings goes to, like, their rent. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, for them to be able to amass a certain amount of money to, mm-hmm. to get this deposit, they're f- probably thinking, gas? Yeah, yeah. And then they come to, to, to Joe, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the letting agent, and, and they're like, yo, so can I get this mortgage? Yeah. And so how, how was that, like, dealing with...
1: Uh, I mean, I didn't really have to have that conversation because the mortgage broker would have that conversation. Mm. So, like, when I was working in sales, all I would do, if you called up, you wanted to buy a house, um, I'll say great find out what you're looking for start having to look for you and I'll book you in to have a conversation with the mortgage broker mm-hmm. and then they would be the ones to kind of break your heart like nah actually you can't afford it do you know what I mean sure. yeah. um, that didn't really happen too much to be honest with you but every now and then, every now and then obviously you'll get a couple and it's not dead because they'll keep saving and they'll come back in six months and they'll have the money or do you know what I mean yeah. Or sometimes they'll start the process now having their 10% But by the time you actually find a property incomplete complete it might be three, four, five months down the line, so you've got another five months to save money. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, so it wasn't too bad. There wasn't too many of them occasions, but mm. you're definitely right. You know, not enough people know about the process and kind of educate themselves. They just think, oh, you know, ten percent. But then, like you said, the most important thing is their salary. Yeah. So like the the ones I used to have the most problem with was uh, school teachers. Mm. School teachers would have the deposit, but generally their salary wasn't that great so they're 25k max yeah. they could borrow is 125 yeah, yeah, yeah and in London that's not if you've to got lie. 10% deposit say you've got I don't know or say they thought their budget was 300k so mm. they've got 30, um, 30k deposit but their salary is 25 grand they can mm. only borrow 125 so their budget's what 155 yeah you can't even get a studio flat do you know what I mean Damn. so yeah main thing is focusing on your salary um, if you want to buy a property and you've got your own business obviously you need to pay tax Um, yeah. you know they don't work off income. That's all cash. Do you know what I mean. it yeah. Needs to be shown on the books. So, but yeah, man, educate yourself. Speak to a mortgage broker. Mm. All that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, Okay. Cool. Sick. So, sorry. It's right. <laughs> sorry. Where was we? Um, uh, we we was um, at your first job. Okay. so um, you, you was you was talking about. Uh, what were you talking about? You was talking
1: about. How I found it, kind of. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How, how how you find it? Um, your, your first job. It was a bit of a shock. Um. Obviously being 16, these guys are all, you know, maybe late 20s or something, mm. mid-twenties, you know, professional environment, high pressure sales environment as well. Yeah. Um, but initially I was just doing like the admins, so I was just doing like paperwork for people moving in. Yeah. But at the time the office I was in was like the busiest, you know. So there's like a lot of a lot of pressure to obviously get things right, you know, there wasn't really much, much yeah, room yeah. for error. But I was kind of just learning the way so the guys in the office would help me. And you know, I was making teas for them and making mm. coffees. you know what I mean? Like, proper started from the bottom, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, three months into the job, the national minimum wage for apprentices uh increased, yeah, from like two pounds fifty an hour to like three pounds sixty six an hour or something like that. Yeah, yeah and I was thinking, oh, like, an yeah. extra, <laughs> like, it's like an extra two bills a month, yeah, like, yeah Snickers on to top of the yeah, bill, do You know, <laughs> yeah,
2: literally,
1: <laughs> literally, bro. <at> the time <laughs> I was thinking, oh, like, cool, like. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, like 16. Yeah. This is like extra two bills a month. Like, yeah, this, all right. this is serious fees. Man. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, cool. Then they offered me to have one day off a week and work Saturdays. So, Saturday in the state agency is deal day because that's when everyone's off. Okay. That's when you're doing viewings and stuff like that. So, I started doing viewings for some of the negs, for the negotiators. Mm. um And I'd get paid £50 on top of my salary for the Saturday, innit? Okay. Oh, Working see. the Saturday. Then I was like extra. So, I'm thinking, cool, like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, I can't remember, between six and seven bills a month, maybe. And mm. sometimes if I had done the deal, the letting guys would give me like a little, I don't know, maybe like a £20 or something for yeah. doing the deal for them. Do you know what I mean?
0: Also, they were giving you extra on top they'll of the you, Yeah,
1: cash for doing the viewings for them. Do you Honestly. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. At the time, I was like 17. Do you know what I mean? And it taught me a lot. Like when you're doing viewings with... You know, people who are going to spend two and a half grand a month on on rent, you know, they're high. You, you, you learn from being on viewings with them, especially at yeah. a young age. Yeah. So then I went from there. Um, obviously, I got the job as a lettings negotiator, but in a different office, so in a Wellington office. Okay. Um, and that was a, a cold start. So they just opened the office, literally starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. So then I learned a lot from that experience, like building up a, a business from scratch, like fighting for business, do you know what I mean? All that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, done how, for, how, how old were you at this point? This was 2015. So when I started, I was 17. Okay. Obviously, my birthday's in Feb, so then I had my 18th birthday there. So I was about 18 for most of the process. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that, that was good. Obviously, I took what I learned from there, done my viewings and stuff, and yeah. kind of built it up, calling landlords on Gumtree and stuff, trying to find <laughs> properties by any means necessary. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, Wait,
0: so, so are you going out for the agency and you're trying to get properties yeah, to, to bring in for the portfolio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. I was
1: calling cool out. Obviously, I had my manager there as well who'd go and meet them, but I was the one on the phones all day, yeah, calling people who didn't want to speak to me, trying to yeah, legged operation. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. so done that. Then my manager left and went to a different estate agency called Fine and Country. Yeah, which is like more upmarket. Okay. Um, so they do like, uh, like million pound houses and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So uh, that was Chelsea Heights. No, this this was in Wimbledon. So Wimbledon. he he managed three offices: Wimbledon, not uh, off. Where was it? Wimbledon. Um. Kingston and somewhere else, I can't remember what the third one was. But so those like, kind so areas. like SW? Yeah, SW, yeah, like yeah. South oh, okay. West, yeah, them, yeah. them kind of sides. Oof, that's um, real money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Fine and country, um, they've actually got office on, on Park Lane. Like, they're quite a, they're a decent company, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, so he was area manager of those three offices, convinced me to come over, went there. I was working in the Wimbledon office on Coombe Lane mm. um, and that was like, this was like January 2016 now. um. And it was actually in that office where I met someone who like properly got me into trading. Yeah. Okay. And I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, yeah, done that. I was there for like a month and like I hated it. Like the clientele, I don't know. I couldn't put on a professional voice these times because I was still like 18 from ends. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) I couldn't deal with this kind of clientele. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And I just knew it wasn't for me. So Mm. then I met up with like some people from Barnum Marcus and Mm. I wanted to come back. But I didn't say that to them. And yeah. they said, Oh, we want you back. So I was like, mm, I don't know, like Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean? yeah, I'm <laughs> happy here. Like yeah yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Um but yeah, then yeah, managed to come back and
0: yeah. oh, I hope they, yeah. they they gave me a little play around. Yeah, no,
1: I've seen I used that to negotiate, you know. Oh, mean? okay. Just like yeah, yeah. um you know, I'm, I'm happy here, like I'm doing well. And yeah. I was doing all right to be fair, mm. but I just didn't like the way people spoke to you. Like yeah. ask you what's your budget? I don't have a budget. Okay, well, yeah. like, I need something to work with. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like they talk down on you. It uh, just weren't for me. But yeah, I uh, yeah, done that. Then obviously went back to Bonamarcus. Marcus, mm. was in lettings like for three months again. Then I moved to uh, sales and then stayed in Wallington sales for like the rest of my time until I uh, obviously became, became full-time. But when I was at and Country, so okay, let I me mean, sort the of timeline up. We're about trading. Yes. Um, I'm guessing that's like what you really want to... Oh no no no! I, I, I'm
0: I'm with the whole journey. Oh okay, yeah, cool. Yeah yeah yeah. So so yeah, yeah. If, if you need to delve within. Yeah yeah, yeah Okay. I, well,
1: yeah. then when I went to sales, um, Marcus, That's where I kind of like really found my feet in estate agency. Yeah. So Bottomarkis is quite a big company. Um, they're part of the Sequence Group, which is part of the Connell's Group, which is the second largest group of estate agents in the UK. Yeah. So they've got in total like five six hundred offices across the UK, including in Scotland and Wales. Um. So yeah, I found my feet in sales, started doing really well. Um, in 2017, so my first full year in sales, I was uh, top in Connells South. So that's like 300 offices yeah. uh, south of England. Yeah. Um, well, you, was were top, top. You, were, you was top seller? I banked seller. the most out of any negotiator. Oh, mad. Um, what, 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 what kind of numbers were we talking? 356 grand. I banked. Jeez. That's not what I earned. That's what I earned for the company. Yeah. Obviously, I got a basic and I got commission on top of that. Yeah. Um, and I was second in the whole group. So in every Connell's office yeah. across the whole country, yeah. like probably about one thousand five hundred negotiators, I was second Jeez. in twenty seventeen. So these times, again, I'll, there's like so many journeys within these journeys, but I'll mm. try and tell this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No um, oh, good. So, yeah, so like throughout twenty seventeen, um, I'll go into more depth. But that's when I started trading cryptos as well, like yeah. early twenty seventeen. Um, but like my main, not is my main is just
0: alongside,
1: alongside working. So yeah. estate agency hours, you work six days a week. Monday to Saturday. Yeah. I was starting at eight thirty, finishing at six thirty. Yeah. But I was coming in maybe eight and leaving at seven. And with oh, okay. my commute, I would leave my house maybe seven in the morning. Yeah. Get back seven forty five, eight. So it was like a full twelve hour shift. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like from that, door to door. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wanna ask you, when you stepped into the office, because mm-hmm. I know if you're if you're getting in around eight o'clock, mm-hmm. majority of people are still on on the M M four, no, whatever it is.
1: The the culture there Sometimes I'll be last in the office, even them times. Seriously, I Yeah, ate... people getting 7.30. It's a high pressure, you know, like sales environment. Like yeah. It's uh, Yes, it's like tough, do you know what I mean? Like you've got yeah. your figures on the board, you're competing with everyone. Oh, Obviously okay. It's mainly commission, like the salary is, it's okay, but you earn your money through commission, you earn through selling houses, do you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. So more time you're on the phone, Yeah. trying to like book viewings and close deals and stuff like that, but yeah, 2017, the second in the group, banked uh, three, five, six, um, and then I won a top achievers trip, so they paid for me to go to New York. Oh, uh, With my manager, so yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. And some other guys that that done well, yeah. Um, that was a cool experience. When in 2018,
0: um, how long did you how long did you say?
1: We were there for so they paid for us for I think four days, but then we extended our flight, so we stayed for like five or six days. I oh, that's wavy. Exact, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But we just played We all we paid for was like two nights in a hotel. And a flight back, yeah. but they oh, paid for okay. everything else. Do you yeah. know what I
0: mean? Like, I hope they didn't take out your holiday. No, no, no. Um, I hope they didn't they take out. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: Shout out them for that, man. That was a that was a good experience. That's these times me, I was still right? quite young as well. I was, I was the youngest in the company to do like the figures that I done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man. Shout, shout out to them. Um, then 2018. Obviously, these times, like, I'd had a whole year of trading cryptos. Then crypto boomed. Kind of went more into or back into like FX and commodities. Mm. Um so I was more focused on my on my trading through twenty eighteen. Yeah. Back to like two fifty that year, um yeah. for BM. So this time I was like third in London in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um and then uh like throughout twenty nineteen, um obviously that's when like I was, you know, getting ready to to be full time. I was kind of, you know, more more active. That's when I started like posting things on Instagram, like late 2018, yeah. early 2019, when like, I just had I mean, people I went to school with like you, for example, on, on Insta, mm. just like sharing charts and stuff. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, obviously like that's when 2018 was when it really started like taking off yeah. from cryptos and yeah. put all the experiences together. Yeah. But yeah, that's the kind of timeline, do you know okay. what I mean? And now, yeah. see we're here, do you know what I mean?
0: So I want to ask you, yeah, mm-hmm. because a lot of people like they knew about cryptocurrency later on in the game. Yeah. But you spoke about um, that you knew about trading when you went into your first broken uh, broke broker job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, but then you said you started actually trading. Mm-hmm. Um, in was it 2017,
1: 2018? No. So 20 late 2015, early 2016 was when I started learning. But I started okay. trading cryptos early 2017
0: okay cool yeah so at that point yeah was you was you in in the early bunch which was gathered yeah like crypto
1: when it was popping yeah so when I first started buying Bitcoin it was like a thousand dollars okay Um, and I was telling everyone around me like oh like you should really look into this Bitcoin stuff like trying to explain it to people but you know, most people that knew about Bitcoin, then it was used for F or, do you know what I mean? It was just yeah. some fugazi currency. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, it, it was, was all crazy. in the air, bro. Yeah, it was in the air, i can not like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no one thought it was a, a thing, yeah. uh, apart from one of my one of my friends who like took it on board and kind of embraced it, and my cousin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like my two people that I was kind of going through, through the journey with. Yeah. Um, and then like by summer, Bitcoin was like, I think four or 5K. Yeah. Um and I was like doing loads of research and yeah. do you know what I mean? Like these times obviously I was working six days a week, but like as soon as I woke up, I'd start listening to like crypto podcasts. Yeah. Um on my drive to work, I was listening to crypto stuff on my drive home, between viewings, everything everything between my estate agency job yeah. was learning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was obsessed. Yeah. Um so while I was at work, I was obsessed with being the best. Mm. And then any free time I got where I couldn't do something. Like estate agency related, yeah. I was just focusing on crypto, yeah. Um, Trying to like research the best project and just trying to learn as much as possible. Then obviously, twenty seventeen, um, late twenty seventeen, it really started to boom. Then everyone that I told about it early in the year was coming to me like, oh, what's this? What's this Bitcoin <laughs> stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm hearing about it now. Like that's
0: that's typically the oh, the way it goes. Yeah, man. Because oh, it, it's like um, what's what's that analogy about the iceberg? So like, yeah. Oh, everyone only sees the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. So like when you was doing all the research to try and figure out what is yeah, crypto yeah. And, and like how do I try and manipulate it and and like how do I work with it to yeah, try yeah. and essentially buy it. So then when it becomes valuable, yeah. I can sell. Yeah, yeah. People only see it when it's like, this This is an actual yeah. tangible thing yeah, now, yeah. do you know what I mean? So I feel like the way in which that they that, that you, you managed to do it, like not a lot of people go about um like trying to find alternatives or, or like that second side hustle, like I, I feel like what you do was, was quite interesting. Like, yep. um Like, for you to be able to do that, especially while you was putting all that work
1: mm-hmm.
0: at work, mm-hmm. a lot of people like for them that's yeah. enough. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm already popping at work. Yeah, yeah. I'm the second in in the country. Yeah. For me, that's that's a huge win. Yeah. So why is it that okay. you was still obsessed about something else and trying to do more?
1: Yeah. So. Again, like the the root of it is one is humble beginnings, but two is also like I've always been driven. Like, I've always from early wanted to be rich. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was my, my goal from when I was a teenager or whatever. I wanted nice things, uh, nice cars, wanted to live somewhere nice. Do you know what I mean? Everything wasn't like what, not that I had a terrible upbringing, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know. Pretty normal, but you know what I mean. It's normal. It's normal, bro. Like, grew up on six wings and chips. Do you know yeah. what I mean. I wanted solid. Yeah. What do you mean?
0: I listen. That's that's not a bad thing. What do you mean yeah. two pound, bro? That's Literally, yeah. Inflation. That's man. It's calm. It's got. Ca- yeah. It's mad now. You know. Eek, Don't even get me started down. this. is something close to my heart. You know. Yeah. yeah it's, you see, um, Morley's down in Sydney. Yeah. Bro, for bro, like. I used to go for lunch.
1: That's out of the gates.
0: <sighs> bro, do you know how much it is now? For. I Morley's. Like it's like. Four pound. Actually, no, not for no, Four so not, It's not four. It's four wings and chips for two pound. No.
1: You used to get six wings and a drink, was it? Two pound. Six wings, chips, and a drink. Yeah. Two pound, one $1.99, isn't
0: it? mm mm-hmm. Mad. Bro. Is it, is it, this is what I'm saying like like, like when... The way I look at inflation and the economy, bruv, I just look it at I, what's boss what's man selling? Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's
0: the way you measure it. Like. If his prices have gone up, I know yeah. the economy's fucked. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, no, no. But, but, like, it's, it's mad, it's mad. Yeah. But,
1: sorry, back, but yeah. back, back, back to the point. No, facts, the, facts. the deep root of it, like, I, I was looking, like, in a state agency, people had been there for 40 years and they were still there. You know, they still had a boss telling them what to do. Yeah. They weren't driving the car that I wanted to be driving. Mm. They weren't where i wanted to be yeah mm. so i was like okay cool i need a, something else and like always in the back of my mind always liked trading do you know what i mean i always had like a uh, uh a kind of passion for it i didn't really know too much about it like when i first got into it mm. but my earliest memory of trading was i remember walking through canary wolf with my uncle and some of my cousins i think some of my cousins were there but my uncle and they've got like the the stock tickers and the price on one of the buildings yeah. do you know what i mean so i say like shell the oil group and then like the price and yeah plus like one percent for the day yeah so asking him about that and kind of gave me a brief explanation about oh you know that if the company's doing well the share price will go up and investors can make money yeah and then i remember like the analogy like oh if iphone if apple bring out a new iphone mm. their sales will go up and you know kind of a basic this, yeah. I was like, okay cool then wait think, this uh, this was your uncle this was my uncle explaining it to me yeah um and like these sounds like i used to watch dragons Den and do you know what i mean i kind of had like yeah. a passion not a passion but i was interested in like business and this kind of stuff do you know what I mean because like every rich person I, I knew or knew of yeah had a business so yeah like, okay like I want a business or it makes like, sense it do makes, you know what I mean it, yeah yeah it goes hand in or hand. yeah like you see I don't know like the movies of like stockbrokers driving yeah. Ferraris and stuff okay cool yeah. like do you know that's, Wolf that's of Wall Street yeah yeah Wall Street, kind yeah, of yeah. Wolf of Wall Street yeah. type stuff but that was my earliest experience then I remember there was a program on the BBC called millions by the minute which is yeah. basically about these traders that kind of got me interested mm. um, so it was late 2015 i started learning to trade while i was at bottom markets i started like learning about it do you know what i mean trying to find maybe like some courses and stuff um then 2016 when i went to find a country i was working in an office with a guy called connor and he was trading forex yeah so he kind of said oh look like you know this is what i do this is kind of how i do it um so I, then i opened my first live account put two bags in um traded that for a bit and that was when i first like started trading properly yeah. did not really make any money i like i thought i knew what i was doing but now when i look back it's yeah. like criminal like if any of my students done that i would be like what the fuck are you doing do you know what i mean but Literally. um yeah i've got like videos and stuff of me like in the office trading from yeah. final country do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. i sent to my group chat like oh, do you know that,
0: that's that's gonna be sick what, when you when you eventually do some sort of i don't know storytelling yeah. or like an origin or bts behind the yeah, scenes or yeah, something yeah. like that that's gonna be sick I've oh, grown 100%.
1: Like, 100% on my feed.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, please, please, I, I, I yeah. want to
1: see it, I want to yeah. see it. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, so on my feed, like you see like January 2016, yeah. and I'm like telling my group chat, oh, if this one comes through, I'll make like 80 pounds. Mm. If it don't come through, I'll lose 50 or whatever, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. But so then I started trading there, uh, throughout 2016 or so I went back to one Marcus so I was still kind of trading here and there, trying, trying to learn. Um, then late 2016, I found out about crypto. I can't remember how, like just on the internet, started doing my research on it, early 2015 i started buying bitcoin and like some other cryptos i wasn't putting a lot of money into it you know small amounts if i had put more then i would have made a lot more when it when it boomed but i was kind mm. of putting little 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 amounts yeah um and then yeah throughout 2017 i was trading cryptos done you know pretty well those times obviously crypto was booming so it was quite easy to anything you bought would go up do you know what i mean yeah but i was learning a lot more about trading like that was when a black like, big learning year for me 2017 mm. Um, and then yeah, 2018 it kind of topped out ever since then it's kind of, you know, been like moving about and, and declining or, or whatever. Um, and then yeah, 2018, obviously crypto was quiet, so I kind of went back to Forex and commodities and stuff and then yeah, never never really kind of looked back from there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, so I, w- I want to ask you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of trading, Yeah. like a lot of people, well, I, I say a lot of people, I don't even really understand what trading is, mm-hmm. so, um, I but I do know that it is multi-layered. Yeah, like there's just so much to to know about. It. You can understand it to, like a a base level. Yeah, but that won't really like you, uh, you. have to take your time to really um study it and understand it. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's like a it's like a science in itself.
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah.
0: So and. You see a lot of graphs, and you see a lot of like, and and for for someone like me, yeah, I'm so, I'm sorry, bro. I've, I I go on YouTube, and then all I see is Etoro,
1: okay, and and, yeah, I, and yeah. like trading one hundred one, yeah, yeah. And
0: all, all these things, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people all see the same things, yeah, yeah. So if you could break it down <laughs> as like like because I I know that you could probably like give like a proper in-depth yeah thing but i'm, I'm, I'm as not simple as possible yeah yeah okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like a trader of 101 okay yeah
1: so i'm a technical trader so yeah. what that means is that i look at the charts i don't look at fundamentals too much so fundamentals mm. is like looking at news reports um you know studying you know in-depth you know the economy and stuff like that whereas i focus more on the chart and what the chart tells me um the reason is because if the news is well if the news is, is good for the economy. The chart will tell me that's good because the chart will be going up mm. if the news is bad then obviously the chart will be going down so I, I basically follow the trend so if it's going up then i'm looking to buy it if it's going down i'm looking to sell it yeah it's a very simple explanation um but basically obviously there's movements in the currency you know if you go on holiday um, and you turn 100 pounds into i don't know say 110 euros mm. um, so you don't spend any money by the time you come back that 110 euros um, is now worth 110 pounds. You made 10 pounds because obviously the movements against the pound and the euro, yeah. So I basically trade those movements, um, and then I use something. This is forex. This is forex, yeah. Is forex, yeah. Forex, so cool. forex uh, basically stands for foreign exchange. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just short. Um, so yeah, I trade those movements in the market. Um, then I trade commodities like gold, oil, silver, um, all that kind of stuff. And obviously I trade cryptos as well. Yeah. But basically, the price movements in the, in the chart is what what I'm trading okay um and uh the chart moves according to you know fundamentals so if there's good brexit talks the pound will gain value yeah if if we get a no deal yeah we'll lose value okay you know? yeah like that's a very basic overview of yeah what trading is i guess oh, okay
0: cool um and also i i, I want to know like um in terms of like getting into trading mm-hmm. how do you know what is like actually Good trading and what's bad trading Pure, purely just because like I hear a lot of stories like, like I feel like a lot of people hear myths mm-hmm. so like you see see some people say come join my um, signal what was it yeah yeah, yeah 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 so so it's so like come th- that like there's this group chat or whatever and yeah. then, and then everyone comes in he's out I'll, I'll give you these these um. I'm not sure what they're called, like like little hints or yeah, like like tips, like, like, like signals basically. Signals, of, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So so uh, you know what to trade. Yeah, because like um, I had a friend in in university. Yeah, who was like he was kind of doing it on the side. Like he, he he downloaded the the forex app or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like he he just put in like a hundred pounds, and then he he was like, okay, cool. So I, I just got a Trade or, yeah, yeah. Or, or buy something, but he he didn't really know what he was doing. Okay, and I feel like that's a lot of um of what a lot of people do when, when they first get into trading. Like, yeah, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, um, but like I, I, I want to understand is, is there a way for you to sort of pinpoint like obviously it's, it's very it's a very broad question. Yep. but like is there a way for you to kind of know what sort of things you should be doing like when you're first trying to get okay into trading?
1: um most traders lose that's the first thing you need to acknowledge like most people when they think of trading they think an easy way to make money but yeah. 98 to 99 percent of traders don't make money okay okay um the problem within the trading niche is you've got people on instagram you know maybe driving nice cars telling you you can make 100 pounds a day from your phone by spending five minutes on it so yeah. that is not what trading is at all okay yeah. these guys are basically marketers so they've got contracts with people like etoro for example yeah and when you uh, say I've got a contract with eToro, I recommend you, you use like this specific link, when yeah. you deposit money with them, I get commission. Yeah? yeah. So these people will try and sell you a dream of oh, this laptop lifestyle, five to 10 minutes a day, place your trades and then yes. that's it. Done. Yes. Do that's, the that's the so one. That's So most people come into trading with this kind of mindset that, oh, it's going to be easy. It's just a quick way that I can make a bit of change on the side. It looks like it though. It's, it's it not. looks it's like it. Not. I can't lie. It's really not. <laughs> it's really not. But yeah, that's the the mindset people come into because you've got these marketers on Instagram yeah, selling you the stream that that's what trading is, but yeah. it's not like that at all. So if, if someone's telling you, you can make, I don't know, £100 a day from a £300 investment by spending five to ten minutes a day, yeah, they're trying to scam you basically. And that's the problem. Most people with trading have a bad experience because they go through something like that mm. and they lose their money. Um, so then they think, oh, that trading stuff's not for me, but... Yeah. With trading, like I say, 98 to 99% of people fail and lose money. Mm. Um, So you need to make sure, one, that you're committed to actually learning. Yeah. um, And two, that you're learning from the right source. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So So, not someone who's selling you dreams.
0: Oh, Okay. And how do you know that someone isn't selling you dreams?
1: If it sounds too good to be true, normally it is. Do you know what I mean? If someone's telling you you can make £100 a day from a £300 investment by spending five to ten minutes a day on your phone, then it's probably too good to be true. Also, you want to look for like real results from real people. Do you know what I mean? Um, Some of these guys will use screenshots and like if you actually zoom in on the date the trades are taken, they're like from a year ago. Do you know what I mean? So like they maybe had one winning week last year, then they're recycling the same screenshots. Um, But you can like zoom in and see the dates like on the the screenshots they post. Um, But yeah, like I say, if it sounds too good to be true, normally it is. I don't know a signal provider who is legit. um, So I would steer away from signals. um, But most people want that kind of instant gratification you know like oh i don't want to actually commit time to i just want to make money from it Mm. if if that's your attitude just leave trading alone like it's not for you oh there's not a way that you can approach it to spend five ten minutes a day and make a side income do you know what i mean like statistically it's easier to become a doctor than a trader because people will commit four five six years of their life to become a doctor but a month to trade in yeah do you see what i mean yeah so that's why the fail rate is so high but if you actually coming with the right attitude that yeah. you know it's something you're interested in something you want to do something to replace maybe your main income yeah. will take longer than you probably anticipate mm. but once you crack it obviously the, re- the rewards are there
0: oh okay so would you say that trading is predominantly about your
1: mindset and how you approach it definitely yeah. um, the one thing I think you need to be a successful trader is discipline if you're not disciplined in your personal life you're not going to be a disciplined trader and mm. that's the way it is because trading is not as much as people think it's about like predicting every move in the market, that's not what it is at all. Like, yeah. if I break down a chart with you, you know, I don't know 100%. It's going to go in the direction I think it's going to go in. But what I'm looking for is 50 50 odds that pay one to three, yeah, or more. Does that make sense? No. no I okay.
0: Didn't. I, 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 I did. Uh, Maybe
1: that's a bit too in depth. I did the the lighting
0: when when someone just says something, yeah, yeah. I, and I yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. I had to come clean I'm so okay. It's alright. <laughs> But, okay, so basically, I want to find uh, a setup, say the pound against the euro. Yeah, I'm trying to explain this yeah, as simply yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But say a pound take against a time, the euro. Take a time, take a time. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, my target, so say I risk a thousand pounds. Yeah, I risk a thousand pounds on this trade. If it comes through, I'll make three thousand. If I lose, I'll obviously lose a yeah. thousand. Yeah. Um, But I want the odds of it going either way to be 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. So that if if you like cuz it's all a probabilities game. If I take 50-50 odds but they pay 1 to 3, yeah. I'm going to make money. Do You know what I okay. mean? Even though I'm only right 50% of the time. So imagine we flip a coin. Yeah. Every time it's heads, yeah. I give you 3 grand. Yeah. Every time it's tails, yeah. I give you a grand. Yeah. Yeah. 50-50 yeah. odds. Yeah. It's probably going to be 50-50, but you're yeah, making yeah. more from one than the other. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's basically what I'm looking for. It's not about predicting every move in the market. I'm and with things you. Like that. Does I'm that with make you. sense? Yeah, maybe yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz Unless you approach it with discipline and like a game plan, really it's just gambling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you need a system and, you know, this is what I teach my students is my system, the way I approach the markets every day, what I'm looking for, how I'm trying to find these, you know, 50-50 odds that pay one to three. Yeah. Um, And that's it, I guess, in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Because ironically, you say it's like gambling and that's kind of how I kind of saw it. Okay. But I feel like that's because I didn't have, like I'm... Just, just like the general public mm-hmm. I, I kind of just saw it online and you kind of hear about some people who win yeah. and some people who don't yeah, yeah, So, and I know a few people who, who like personally like they, they just didn't really understand it like yeah. put some money in some people like got some yeah, like, yeah. money out of it but some people like they just lost all of it in yeah, like a yeah. week or whatever so like that's it yeah. so, no no go ahead, go no, ahead. no 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 yeah.
1: um, there, there's a stat that 90% of traders lose 90% of their money in their first 90 days yeah because if you don't have uh, a game plan and you don't have a disciplined approach to the markets yeah you may as well be betting on football yeah yeah it's only not gambling if you have a strategy if you have a system and you have rules that you follow mm. in your approach otherwise you may as well be gambling
0: yeah I think it, it does make sense in in terms of anything like if you don't really know what you're doing you're kind of messing about yeah you, exactly yeah, yeah, it's yeah like anything yeah.
1: but people think I don't know like we've traded oh, I just put money in and like, it'll just work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you have to study it. Like, there's rules you have to follow. And then there's another thing. Most of the content out there is, is rubbish. Do you know what I mean? For people to learn. Like, it took me a lot of research, a lot of, like, money spent on courses and stuff. Mm. And, like, none of the courses actually like taught me what I used I kind of had to develop it myself do you know what I mean mm. like take the best bits from this one the best bit from here Yeah. then like trial and error journaling all of my trades yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. it took like years and years and years okay cool and like even from when I was even doing alright to now like my strategies changed and like I add certain things and do you know what I mean and it yeah. kind of develops and slowly you kind of build a strategy over time but like I said with obviously my students that I mentor obviously I just teach them what I know it's kind of like the blueprint It mm. saves them the the years that I went through of trying to find a winning system yeah kind of share it with them do you know what I
0: mean exactly okay cool perfect so off that I've got two questions for you yep so the first question is um, what would you say is a good entry point a good starting point for someone who's trying to get into trading
1: um vivid capital
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, yeah. cool. Say so that, that, that. That one there. Sorted for you. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll explain that a bit. Basically, the so I started posting charts like 2018, 2019, yeah? I started yeah. like posting charts on, on Insta. These times I had like just people from school, people that I knew. Do You know, well, I wasn't a trader or anything, but I was mm. doing all right. So I was posting charts um, and people were popping up like, oh, like, what's this trade? Like, can you teach me kind of thing? Yeah. And then there was like so much people popping up that, I didn't have time to, like, go for it with everyone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I thought, cool, let me create a course, yeah? Yeah. So then I created, like, a, a free Telegram group where... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you answered you... my second question man. No. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Carry carry that, I created, like, a free Telegram group where I was, like, going to post trades and post some education and all this kind of stuff, just, like, share my thoughts. Mm. And after I done that, I started to, like, gain some sort of traction. Do you know what I mean? Like, some people within the niche were kind of like, oh, like, you actually know what you're doing. Like, you seem legit out of the, the crowd of scammers out there do you know what I mean um so I started to like gain some traction then obviously I launched the course um you know had like not many members I thought you know if I get you know maybe 10 students or something Mm. um you know I'll just like teach them focus on them and you know it'll be it'll be cool yeah um but yeah I basically created it for beginners because I had to do loads of research spend money on courses like do you know what I mean endless nights while I was working six days a week yeah doing all of this trying to crack the code sort of thing. So in the course, obviously I just explained everything from from the beginning, you know, all the basics, terminology, all the websites you need, the apps you need to use, and literally everything that you need to know. Yeah. And then there's 50 videos of me just teaching the strategy, basically. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, from there it's kind of grown. Like now I've got a few students that have gone full-time, full-time traders, mm. um, quite a few of them trade for prop firms. And um, Prop firms are basically companies that will give you investors' money to trade with. So oh, okay. you might see on my Instagram sometimes like I post certificates with someone's name on it with FTMO. Yes. FTMO yeah, yeah, is yeah. a prop firm. Okay. So um, a lot of those guys are trading 100K for FTMO yeah. and they keep 70% of the profit that they make. Yeah. Um. So th- this isn't something I knew about when I started. I didn't know about prop firms. Yeah. But I kind of found out later on after like I was already trading yeah. that prop firms are a thing. And now, you know, if you haven't got the capital to trade, yeah. but you're a good trader, you can get investors money and, and trade that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
0: So, how do you actually access these things, like like prop firms? That, like, how how did you create that link? Like, to uh, or, or or did did you not click and um, create that that link first? No, for no,
1: you? no. So you can literally go on their website and apply for a challenge. So, for example, with FTMO, they'll put you on like a trial account, and yeah. you have to make ten percent of the account in the first month. Oh, okay. And then you go to stage two, where you have to make five percent within two months. Yeah. Now stage two is easier than stage one because stage one just filters out all the time wasters kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, once you've done that, then you sign a contract with them and you start trading their money. Oh, and okay. You cool. keep seventy percent of the profit. Oh, but, so, yeah, there's yeah. loads of prop firms out there. There's one FTMO's is like the most popular at the moment. There's another one called Five Percenters. I don't really know too much about them. Like none of my none mm-hmm. of my guys trade with them. Um, there's another one called MFoid which again aren't as big as FTMO. Yeah. But FTMO is like the kind of main main one.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so is is it's kind of like a like a job application then, essentially. Kind
1: of. More like a you see at markets I went on like a trial day for 3 days. Yeah. Kind of like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they give you an account and see what you do and how you trade. Yeah. They monitor all of your trades to make sure you've actually got a system and you're not just gambling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they want to see a consistent approach on yeah. every trade. Um But yeah, I guess kind of like a, a a job interview and job trial sort of thing.
0: Oh, okay, cool. All right then cool so you spoke about um vivid capital mm-hmm. um that was actually one of my questions um so um i kind of wanted to know cuz obviously a lot of people out there have a lot of knowledge on on a lot of things like say mm-hmm. for example we were talking about property before yeah so all those things that are um like they they're out there mm-hmm. but they're not out there yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah like there's there, there's a lot of knowledge like like um like thing things about like like university mm-hmm. and and um and like fees and 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 how you repay that that stuff back and yeah, stuff yeah. like like I feel like a lot of stuff in my life yeah like I was only going off the back of what school told me of what my mum told me mm-hmm. and like information which I collected yeah but you see things like what you learn mm-hmm. that was something which you had to go through mm-hmm. and you had to learn mm-hmm. so like the upper classes mm-hmm. I'd say the upper classes so, so, so richer people do have a lot of this knowledge and they pass it on to their kids exactly well. yeah. and that's how they uh, generate and retain wealth mm-hmm. within their circles so but they don't pass on that knowledge to everybody to, exactly yeah. so my question to you is that why is that important to you to um to number one have created vivid yep. but also um to share that knowledge because you could easily just do as well you know have have a good life be successful but why is that why why have you decided to go ahead and create vivid capital and to take on students and to mentor people and to pass on that information
1: that's a good question um so the first thing is one obviously to share the knowledge with people that I knew like this is stuff that we weren't taught in school do you know what I mean like trading I don't know, it just seemed like a, a kind of pipe dream. Like, you had to go study economics and work in a bank and stuff like that. So when I kind of found a vehicle, I was like, cool, like, I want to share this. Like, I very much believe, like, I have, like, a, a, an abundant mindset where, like, if I light your candle, I don't lose anything from mine. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, um, and also, two. That's wavy. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry. That's wavy, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, two as well, like, when I started the free group and I was, like, posting trades and stuff, people would message me saying, like, oh, bro, like, I made, like hundred pound from this like trade that you set up do you know what i mean or that you sent in the group and i was like oh like this is cool like i kind of got you know that was quite fulfilling for me knowing that i was like helping people or like this thing that you posted like i would have never known this was a thing do you know what i mean um and then when i launched Vivi capital and like i got my first couple of students funded with ftmo they were like bro like i cannot thank you enough like you have changed my life because if you don't know much about trading if you've been through like a lot of the guys I teach have been down the signals path, lost money, had a bad idea about what trading is. This was kind of the last attempt. Like, is this trading stuff really real? Yeah. Then, like, they do my course and then, like, they got funded. And, like, uh, one of my students in particular, I'm not going to name it, but he's like, bro, literally, like, you've changed my life. Like, and I was on a Zoom call with him at the time. And yeah. It was so fulfilling for me, like, knowing that, like, I've helped him. Do you know what I mean? He's like, all his family, like, um everyone's mm. just like so proud of him do you know mm. what i mean And i was like right like i've been part of that yeah and then from there, it's just grown like even one of my students that passed the challenge the other day like was just like bro thank you so much like he called me like bro i've done it like do you know what i mean yeah um it's mad fulfilling mm. yeah can't explain it oh. but helping people like that's a big thing for me like in the course one thing i talk about is money management like when you start making money from trading like what you then do with it and like 10 percent of my money goes to like charitable causes yeah so Like me, I've got a big thing like for homeless people. Yeah. So I'm not one of these guys that post it on socials, but I'll go out and just give food to homeless people. Do you know what I mean? And I'll just sit down and chat with them. Mm. And more time, like these, guys have been in the army, or do you know what I mean? Or they got divorced, or there's something that happened. They're not just a bum. Do you know what I mean? They're not just nitties, but yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's like a reason. They were they were normal. Some of them could have been lawyers or anything. Your life can go left at any point. You don't know. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, one thing I talk about is obviously you know giving back and finding a cause that you feel passionate about. Mm. Um, and stuff like that, but yeah, for me, like the training thing, like I'm still learning how to share the knowledge because I don't have a teaching background. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm still learning that myself. I think I do alright, but that, that's a skill that I'm that I've had to learn how to pass on the knowledge in the best way so that people can absorb it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, fulfilling man. it's yeah. Very very fulfilling. Um, okay. Teaching people. No,
0: about, oh honestly, genuinely, I think that's so sick. Mm. Like i don't know um i i I feel like you've 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 kind of got to to that point um with a lot of reflection Mm. um and i've kind of had like those kind of thoughts like obviously i'm i'm nowhere near where i want to be i I feel like life is always it's a journey in it yeah like there's there's going to be steps and and you've just got to keep ascending and progressing Mm -hmm. um but i feel like i've kind of gotten to the point where I'm looking towards the future and I want to build towards my future. But mm-hmm. I'm also thinking about, like, even though I can amass peace and, you know, do well and stuff like that. Like, what is legacy? Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, like, like or obviously, like, legacy for, for a lot of people can be doing something amazing. Like, I don't know, fighting in a war or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. I've kind of gotten to the point where I think, like, legacy is, is about doing things which matter to you. Mm-hmm. And like the little, imp- even if it's a huge impact or a little impact or whatever, but it's the impact which you have in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like what you're kind of doing, even though you might not think is is sick or or, or, or like is, is like amazing or huge or whatever, mm-hmm. but f- like that act which you've done, which is passing on knowledge, mm-hmm. like not of force, mm-hmm. But choosing to do so, mm-hmm. and the impact that you're having, like what you just said uh, about the guy and how it changes life, mm-hmm. I think that's such a sick thing to do.
1: Yeah, man. Like I say, it's fulfilling. Do yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. I'm not one of these douche people that wants to keep my cards close to my chest. Like even the stuff you see me post on Instagram, like I'm telling people, you know, it's what I'm doing. I'm investing in this company or do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. trying to share a lot, even about Bitcoin. So. Mm. Just touching on, on Bitcoin quickly, obviously I talk about it a lot on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Some people probably think I'm, I'm crazy, yeah. but um, like recently two companies in America have invested in Bitcoin as a treasury asset. Yeah. So basically what that means is, one company is called MicroStrategy, which MicroStrategy is a billion dollar company. They're listed on the NASDAQ in America very big well-respected company is,
0: is that that's their version version of FTSE 500 isn't
1: it uh nasdaq is basically the, uh, the biggest tech stocks in america basically yeah like the FTSE, like a yeah. it's an indice right so yeah it's like a basket of companies kind of thing yeah um so yeah a company called microstrategy just listed on the nasdaq yeah. invested 450 million dollars in bitcoin as a treasury asset mm. but it's not on the mainstream news no one's talking about it yeah do you know what i mean um and then square so the founder of Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey, I think his name is. Yeah. Founded another company called Square. They've just invested fifty million dollars in Bitcoin. But like BBC won't talk about it. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Um, But this is this is big news. Do you know what I mean? Like they're basically betting on this is getting deeper. They're betting on the failure of the U.S. dollar and they see Bitcoin as a hedge against that. Do you know what I mean? So that's why, like me, I agree. Bitcoin's a great investment. A lot of my personal invested capital is in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And I'm trying to share that knowledge. Like these articles come out, I post screenshots. I'm like saying to people like, even the other day I said, MicroStrategy was first, Square was second. Like who's next? There's going to, more companies are going to follow suit. Price of Bitcoin is going to go up. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Amazing. Um, So I now want to have a chat a little bit more about mindset. Okay. Because I feel like, It was one of the points which you raised at the beginning, Mm -hmm. Um, and you said that you are a very, very driven person, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's very, very clear. (laughs) Um, Because if a man is going to work six days a week, and in between the times in which that you're traveling back and forth from work, or in your lunch breaks and stuff like that, you're Mm -hmm. learning to do something else. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's 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 something not a lot of people. are capable of doing a lot of people are very very satisfied and can find which is not a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing at all i i I feel like as long as you can reach um your point in which you're satisfied Mm -hmm. and you're content with something absolutely but yeah i think it's always i i find it personally very very exciting yeah to talk about with somebody who always wants to kind of elevate and grow and they haven't reached a point where they're Gonna Where stop anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I feel like I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm <laughs> a sucker for for a, a, like a a glory story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. But yeah. So so for you, what is the end goal? Like like what what, what, what is it that that you would like to, you know, reach? Um,
1: so the end goal for me. So the reason I called. Or is there an cap- end goal? The, yeah, there is. There is. There, there's a few, but the main one is. So the reason I called Vivid Capital. Vivid Capital because eventually I want to manage capital yeah so I want very capital to be like a hedge fund Um, that's kind of like their the end goal um, is you know having the hedge fund then obviously there's other side goals off that um, but that's like the main sort of goal you know um, then I'll see you know help like going back to homeless and um, homeless people I want to set up like a uh, kind of like a, a hostel but where they can learn skills to get back into work so say you're homeless you want to I don't know maybe work in IT one day basically set up with like colleges so you can study it then have partnerships with companies like say for example google as an example mm. and like a basic fast track to get people back into to work so that's like the charitable thing just like the end goal obviously having a hedge fund i'll have the capital yeah. to to do things like that do you know what i mean but yeah. that's the main thing um obviously time freedom which i kind of have now but just being free that you know i can basically do what i want when i want and live the life that i want yeah, obviously buy the things that I want and, and all that kind of stuff. Help family, help friends. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, um, that's the, the end goal. Vivid Capital to be a hedge fund.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's wavy. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, how do you? Well, I, I'm just, no, not how do you? What tools and uh, resources do you actually use on a daily to kind of supplement that ambition and that growth?
1: Okay. um so I think the first thing that everyone should do is figure out your end goal and then reverse engineer a plan to get there. So I want to start a hedge fund, you know? Yeah. But basically, I, the way I came up with the plan is work backwards from there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you need to know where you're going. It sounds so cliche, but you need to know where you're going to get there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's not yeah, just like, yeah. oh, just go through, do random things. But if you want to be, I don't know, a multimillionaire and drive a Ferrari and at the moment you're, I don't know, say for example, working in... I don't know, a bank uh, earning like 25K and there's no career progression for you, Yeah. you earning 25K isn't going to get you that Ferrari. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you need to find something that will get you where you want to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I believe very much that if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. What does that mean? So if you're not happy with something in your life, say you're with a toxic partner Yeah. and you're not changing the fact that you're with your toxic partner, you are yeah. choosing to be in that relationship still. So you yeah. can't complain about it. If that's you're true. not changing it, you're choosing it. Do you understand? Yeah, Yeah. I'm, yeah? With, I'm with you. So. <laughs>
0: she, she could be fired, though.
1: She could be <laughs> fired, bro. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not choosing it, man. I'm not
0: choosing it. I got choosing, choosing it You're choosing
1: know
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I hate you. Know I mean? I hate. Like, yeah, I do, I do. I if do. you hate
1: your job and you're not doing anything to change it, you are choosing it, so don't complain about it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um. But yeah, that's the first thing. I think you need to reverse engineer, like a plan to get to actually where you want to be and that kind of like end goal that that you spoke about Um, in terms of resources like I never had a a rich parents or any rich people around me or anyone that where was I didn't know any hedge fund managers or you know I didn't know anyone who drove a Lamborghini or anything like that so for me it was very much about books like I try and read as much as possible Mm. Um, one book that I've read multiple multiple times is Think and Grow Rich um, which I recommend to everyone um, to read multiple times another book that's great as well as the alchemist um which i've read multiple multiple times brilliant book um but yeah books are going to be i think your best mentors if you don't have the mentor around you Mm. um and even free things like youtube you know you can go on there and find interviews with people like tony robbins who's like one of the best motivational coaches in the world there's so many resources at your fingertips that you really have no excuses do you know what i mean yeah like Anyone can go and buy a book, or you can get an ebook or you can go on YouTube and listen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah hundred. But you need to make that decision over doing something like watching Netflix, or playing PlayStation. Yeah. You know, it comes down to your personal discipline and how much you actually want it. Yeah. And I've been through the process of working a full-time job, and working on something else, which is more aligned to my goals. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That I made time for it. Like, I was working in a state agency, doing silly hours, I would get home, like, my whole evening would just be dedicated to trading. I wouldn't watch TV or anything. It would just yeah. be learning or reading or something to, like, get me closer to the goal. It's all about marginal gains. It's a bit yeah. like going to the gym, right? Yeah. If yeah. you go for one gym session, you won't see a difference. But if you take a picture at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, yeah. you've been training consistently. You see incremental a big changes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well. 100. Marginal gains. Like, athletes, when they go away, sometimes they'll bring their pillow with them so that they get better sleep. That's not going to be the reason why they won, but it might make them 1% better. And yeah they do another thing that makes them one percent better and another thing then it starts compounding yeah do you know what i mean um so yeah just using all your free time like someone who talks about it a lot is gary v right about starting a side hustle then eventually your side hustle will overtake your main income then you can actually have time to do the things you want mm. but most people feel like they've gone to work done their nine to five come back and that's time to reward themselves play quad play fifa yeah do you know what i mean jump up before maybe watch netflix yeah chill time do yeah do you know i mean and then you blink and four years have passed yeah and you're nowhere near your end goal yeah do you know what i mean yeah and then in between you're spending money on drip and yeah do you know what i mean you're not saving your money or <laughs> yeah. investing in your bit yeah, 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 yeah and you blink and you haven't moved at all in yeah. like four years yeah but i feel like this whole time like with corona and stuff a lot of people are reflecting more, yeah reflecting 100%. and more business-minded and like actually trying to make changes so that their daily movements are more aligned with their with their goals mm. um, but yeah back back to the question um, one thing that has helped me and I recommend to everyone is having a morning and evening routine yeah um, and also score all of your days out of 10 something that I've done for quite a while okay so at the end of the day reflect on your day and score it out of 10 yeah, yeah. Um, and that goes for like the four pillars of life which uh, is wealth health happiness and love okay yeah, the four pillars yeah yeah if you focus on those four pillars you will live a balanced life yeah yeah focus on your well, health.
0: Wait, where's, where's this from by the way
1: uh, this is from a guy called Tai Lopez these okay. four pillars um, and basically what he says is score the four pillars out of ten and find the average the average should never be less than seven if yeah. the average is less than seven then you need to work on one of the four pillars and live them or more, more balanced life because you don't want to have all the money in the world and not have health and not have happiness and not have love Yeah, do you know what I mean or you don't just want to be loved up but broke not healthy yeah. and not happy do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. wealth is obviously quite easy to measure you know against your own goals um, love you know are you with a partner or how you describe love it might be family love do you know mm-hmm. what I mean so in different ways health you know how do you feel you know according to your like age the, and physical like and mental yeah physical yeah. and mental you know um, that's a big thing is obviously mental health yeah. and then happiness is always a hard one and the way I measure happiness, which again I got from from uh listening to a talk from Ty Lopez mm. is how you feel when you first wake up in the morning is how you measure if you're happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you hate your job, you hate your life, when you first wake up in the morning, you you feel hatred. Do you know what I mean? You feel yeah. upset. Yeah. If you love your life, first thing when you wake up you're happy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that's kind of how I, I measure happiness. But yeah, focus on those four pillars yeah. to live a balanced life. because yeah. Like, I've been guilty of it as well. Like, even through, like, this whole journey, I've been obsessed with building the wealth that, like, at points my health has suffered. Maybe I wasn't going to the gym, gained some weight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't really happy. Yeah. Uh, maybe my love life was suffering a bit. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But now, like, reflecting, those four pillars are each as important as each other. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But going back to scoring your days out of 10. So an example is, like, if you just worked all day, like, you can give wealth a 10, like yeah. that point, but yeah. if you didn't spend any time with your partner and she feels neglected, mm. if you didn't do any exercise, so your health is suffering, yeah. and because of that you're not happy, that day's not a 10. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Basically, scoring a day out of 10 is to have a productive but balanced day. Mm. Um, so, something that I do, is something I tell all of my students that I mentor to do. Um, also, in the morning, write a to do list yeah. everything you want to achieve that day. Don't check socials at this point, don't yeah. be influenced by any external factors. As soon as you wake up, uh, maybe like drink some water your usual kind of morning routine Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I do every morning as well is meditate yeah. um, which I got into about two years ago Yeah. at first I kind of laughed at it and thought it was a bit yeah. of a clown but um, yeah for me that kind of helps you know give me mental clarity and you know there's a lot of benefits to it mm. um, but yeah write right to do list do some exercise in the morning mm. all that kind of stuff and generally if you have a good morning you'll have a good day Yeah. Um, so yeah I think facts. having all my days a morning facts. routine yeah. that you can commit to and follow yeah. is so important yeah. Goes for trading and everything in life. You yeah, know what I mean, and evening routine as well.
0: Yeah, see, I am I'm on you like like with, with I said on you. I'm with <laughs> you. <laughs> but I'm I'm with you for the morning routine. Like mm-hmm. in uni, um, I was really really big on on a morning routine. So I, yeah. I was I was across the road from the gym. Yeah. So I used to hit the gym.
1: That's handy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I I used to go there. Then I would hit the gym and like six or seven in the morning. Mm. So once once I'm done there, come in, get prepped, go off to uni. Yeah. So and then once I go off to uni, i will probably get there like an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And because like I, I don't know, maybe it was the the endorphins or whatever, but I, j- I just felt good. Yeah. Like I felt full of energy. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd hit maybe like a hour's like bit of work. Mm-hmm. Like before lecture started. Once I hit lectures. Get ahead. That's yeah. that's kick started my day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I noticed that, like I, I didn't do it all the time. But I tried to mm. like like in the mornings or whatever. But on the days in which I didn't do that, I would notice the difference mm-hmm. because like it would be like I'm dragging myself out of yeah, there. Yeah. Whereas when I was doing something which I wanted to do and started off my day, I kind of, Got a little bit like it, it. sounds kind of like cliche, like you said. Like like uh, you know when you was in secondary school, and your mom would tell you have breakfast before you go. Yeah, and you're thinking I don't even want breakfast. Like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go get transformer snacks from 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 like the shop, like outside, like it's calm or whatever. Yeah. But like when you actually do those little things, like have that routine, like yeah, what yeah. you're talking about, like and and have something where you can mentally and physically prepare yourself for the day. Mm-hmm takes your day to a whole different level, yeah. it's mad. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, I don't think a lot of people do that. Like like even so, I don't, tons of people yeah. head off to work, no breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Just literally just hop on the train yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then I feel like, I don't know if it's for everyone, but for me, I can talk for myself personally. Like when I haven't done those things, like my morning rituals like I had breakfast mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or had my juice or the water or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I set off, like I, I, I don't feel like, properly prepped for the day. Yeah. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And because I'm not properly prepped for the day, like, my day can't start as well as it should do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not too sure if that's the same yeah, for you. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. The, the morning, I think if you win the morning, you win the day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you have a good morning, generally, you have a good day. So yeah. I'm all for morning routine, evening routine. And what it all comes down to, like, what I tell my guys, like, when you're trading, all you're doing is making decisions throughout the week. You know, yeah. you're making... Decisions about what trades you're gonna enter, where you're gonna target, where you're gonna put your stop loss and things like that. Yeah. You're making decisions, right? And I think you need to be in the best decision-making state throughout the day and mm. throughout the week to make the best decisions. Because like, if you go deep in that, like your life right now is a reflection of the decisions that you've made up until this point, mm. yeah? So if you can be in the best decision-making state every single day, then naturally your life is gonna be better, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and someone who's like big on this is Jeff Bezos. Like he doesn't set any mo- any meetings until after 10 a.m. because he knows he makes the best decisions between uh, 10 a.m. and I think 12 p.m. So mm. most of his important meetings are in that time slot. He doesn't set an alarm in the morning. Um, he just his body wakes him up when he's ready to wake up. Yeah. spends the first few hours of the day or first yeah. few minutes with his kids and stuff like that. That like he's got structure and routine that he follows. Yeah. So that he can make the best decisions and he's yeah. the richest man in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean, so what works for me might not work for someone else, but find a routine where you feel. You know, after you've done it, you feel ready for the day, yeah. and you know you're you feel good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, definitely. But everyone needs structure. Like yeah. you're driven, obviously. If for you happiness is playing Call of Duty every day, then you know, like I say, I'm not, I'm not one to to judge. It comes back to yeah, like what happiness is for you or success is for for whoever's listening. Do you know? What
0: yeah, I, mean? I, I I think that that is very true. Everything is everything is subjective, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, so I know we've spoken quite a lot about the ups. Um, and we've spoken about um, mindsets and and how to uh, sort of achieve your your goals through doing um, things which are good for you. Mm -hmm. But um, um, I feel like reflection um, is also a very, very key part in part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I want to ask you now is about um, certain points in which now that you can look back on what was um sort of defining moments for you like in, in terms of failure? Because I I I can say personally I'll, I'll give you an example for for me. So in college, mm-hmm. so when you was off, yeah and I uh, uh you was used in your at the um at the state estate agency. agency yeah. Um I went to SFH S F H six mm-hmm. and um and I didn't do too well at SFH F eight six. Well like I heard this on another yeah. one of
1: your podcasts and then you went to thingy yeah yeah.
0: yeah yeah so um so uh, like in in secondary school i was calm in it like yeah. science maths everything yeah, yeah, yeah. like ace yeah calm. Yeah. but when you get to a levels mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure you've heard from everyone else as well that was
1: one thing that got me was the jump from gcse to a level mental oh, that, fuck fuck it's worse than uni bro yeah, yeah, it's yeah, worse what everyone says.
0: it's yeah. awful like like on, honestly like i went there and i was thinking this is just gonna be like GCSE plus one. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a little jump. You yeah. know what I mean? But fucking no, hell, bruv. It's, yeah. it's like a
1: skydive. I remember that maths, the, the maths lessons. I was like, because I think we was in the same set for maths, didn't we? I mean, we yeah. was, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we was all right. We had yeah, the yeah, natural yeah. ability. We yeah. didn't really revise or anything, but we'd done all right. Yeah. And then when we, when we got to A-level maths, I remember thinking, no, oh, what is this? <laughs> I felt clueless. Bro, I it's felt like, it's I nothing like, like Mr. Addo's North maths. Street. Yeah, literally. Nothing yeah, like it. That class was too Yeah, it
0: was. It was. But yeah, so like, that jump was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah. me, I don't think I was, I was in the right headspace yeah, yeah. at the time yeah. for me to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was doing wild shit. Like yeah. I, I was con, con, like convincing myself I was getting questions right even though I was getting them wrong. <laughs> like yeah. I, I was, I was doing questions and like I would get like, you know, uh, say if it was like question one AI. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get that part. Yeah. Four marks, whatever. The light one, easy. Yeah. That one was against the I, I It's at like eight marks now, so it's a lot harder. yeah So I'm I'm doing those questions, and I'm 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 getting them wrong,
1: mm.
0: but I'm looking at the mark scheme, and I'm like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then I,
1: I'd write it down. Just looking for confirmation bias,
0: like <laughs> deluding myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. And and then like I go through the entire paper, and I'd be like, you know what, I knew that one. I knew that one. I didn't really know that one, but I'll know it for the exam. Yeah. So I'd mark myself up yeah. because I'm like, I'll know it by then. Yeah. yeah. So I was really getting Ds and Cs whilst yeah, yeah. marking myself K- to As K- and K- Bs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know
1: what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: So when I actually came to the actual exam now, yeah. full flight E's bro. Yeah. It was a shambles, absolute yeah. shambles. But when I got to um, my new college, I remember I was looking back and, and like I remembered like how that, that year of failure made me feel. Mm. And I was like, that can never, ever, ever be me again. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I took that energy. Yeah. And I was like, when I was hitting SFX, I was like, listen, we're doing this thing, we're doing it proper. Yeah, so yeah. if you're getting stuff wrong, you're figuring out why you got it yeah, wrong yeah. and how you can correct that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was doing that. And then once I started doing that, like all the stuff which I should have learned when I was at SFX 6, mm-hmm. I learnt it at SFX because okay. I actually took the time to study when, it and
1: make sure you understood it. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah.
0: instead of telling myself I got it right I, I got it right when I got it wrong, yeah. I actually learned how to do it and then not too sure what I was. <laughs> um, I I um I, I took that time to um essentially correct my mistakes and then now I was actually getting those really, really high marks and that was off my hard work mm-hmm. off my back. Yeah, yeah. So you know I mean so um, but that was only possible through reflection mm-hmm. and realizing that behavior wasn't actually healthy mm-hmm. and good for me. Yeah, yeah. if I was going to try and hit my goals. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's essentially my question to you: is that have you ever hit hit a point in which reflection was essential for you to try and change something or to um, allow yourself to get and reach some of your because you're you're saying it's, it's minute goals that you had along yeah, the way. Yeah. So those goals that you are, are along the way did, did were there any major failures or things?
1: Absolutely, that, definitely, and I think. You know, one thing you touched on is, you know, like convincing yourself that you got it right when you didn't. Mm. And for me, when I've had similar experiences, it comes down to ego Yeah. for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, no, I, I knew that. Like, I don't Flipping need to study graph. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So ego and also, like I said, confirmation bias as well, where if you have like a belief system, like you just take a news that confirms your belief rather mm. than actually challenging it. Yeah. So one thing I try and always do is like, find the opposite side. So for example, going back to Bitcoin, like a lot of people are bearish on Bitcoin, like they think it's a scam, or whatever. Some people are bullish. Like what I try and do on a, a daily basis pretty much is find the opposite argument to prove myself wrong. So mm. that I know I'm not experiencing confirmation bias where I'm just taking in information that fits what I want to hear and kind of live in my own little bubble. Yeah, like I'm trying to hear both sides of the story so I can make a, a calculated decision. Um, but yeah, definitely my lows, you know, when I reflected on it, um, And, you know, one thing I've done for a while is, like, keep a journal. So even, like, all my trades that I take, I journal them. Any mistakes I made, you know, in in life or whatever throughout my journey, journal it. All my goals and stuff. So, like, when I bought my car, Mm. um, if you read the caption, obviously, in 2016... Crazy crazy car. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Serious. Big boy wits. do play with this one. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, like, I wrote in one of my journals in 2016 that I wanted a BMW i8 Mm. by the time I was 25. So, like... I go back through my journals regularly just to louder. see. Say a little bit You know what I mean? Like I am always going back through and like seeing like how maybe my goals have changed and like or things, even even more so, like something like that. Like that's something that I, it was like plan and execute. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I planned that and it happened and like it's kind of like a reward to myself that okay, like what I'm doing is is working. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um obviously doing it two years. Years earlier as well was like a big thing for me. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. I'm two years ahead. Um but yeah, definitely keeping a journal is something that's, that's helped me, um, you know, kind of along the way. And not making sure I'm letting my ego get in the way. Um, you know, being being humble is is a big thing. And there's a book that I think everyone should read. It's called Michael Jordan The Life. Mm. Um I know on one of your other podcasts you talk, you talked about the documentary on Michael Jordan, yeah. Yeah, and how it kind of paints him in a positive light. Yeah. Basically the book the life, there's one part that really stuck with me, which is one of his coaches said like on the exterior, he was very, like, uh, very confident, do you know what I mean? A bit of a bully, mm. but internally he was very humble. Like if his coaches told him something, he would take in that information and apply it like no one else on the team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he was like a sponge for information. He was trying to learn from everyone. Mm. Um another example of this is um the founder of Walmart, Sam Sam Walton. Mm. um i won't go into like depth about the story yeah but uh at one point he got arrested in brazil yeah um like i said i won't go into too much depth but at this point he was already a millionaire walmart was a massive company yeah and the reason he got arrested was because he was measuring the length of the aisles of like small supermarkets in brazil yeah just to see if like there's anything that they knew that he didn't Even though these were like a shop with three people or um, like a family shop with, I don't know, maybe three different stores. He was like measuring or trying to find one thing that he could take from them to make his own business 1% better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So again, that kind of comes back to ego. Like if you've got a big ego, you think, oh, like I'm bigger than them. I can't learn anything from them. Do you know what I mean? But you never know when they can be the competition. So like the guy who founded WhatsApp went to Facebook with the idea. They kind of laughed him out the door. He built it up. Do you know what I mean? Because their ego, do you know what I mean? So Similar with Netflix and Blockbuster. Net, a lot of these people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same thing. Um, so, yeah, always you can always learn from from people, even though they might not be as good as you. Do mm. you know what I mean? But there's always something you can learn from other people. Um, mm. But, yeah, back to the question. Sorry, I keep diverting.
0: Um, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it, honestly, like, I, I feel like everything that you're saying is, is really, really good stuff. Mm. Like, yeah, so Develop. Tea and waffles, man. You, you already know how to play. Go on. Um,
1: but yeah, big big moment for me was, I remember, there's a news event that comes out on the first Friday of every month called uh, NFP, which stands for Non-Farm Payroll. Yeah. And basically, it's uh, US jobs data. Yeah. And basically, on NFP, uh, comes out at one thirty, The markets move crazy. Recently, they haven't moved as crazy, but, you know, like a few years ago, markets used to move crazy. Yeah. And I remember, um, it obviously affects the dollar, right? So US jobs data. And I basically made a, uh, a trade on the do- or multiple trades on the dollar because I had a I can't remember if I was like if I thought it was going to go up or down I can't remember if I was bullish or bearish but um, basically made a bet I think it was was up yeah that I thought the dollar was going to gain strength and mm. like if this came through if I was right like I would have made silly money like silly money at, at the time of what I was trading yeah. if it didn't I'll lose all the money in my account yeah mm. and I remember checking it uh, kind of went in like but a little a bit of a big profit. risk yeah 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 but again it was down to ego like do you know what I mean I wasn't really like i do not fully cracked it at this point do you know what i mean like yeah. i was doing all right and stuff like that but it was like a, a big thing but I was, all i was focusing on again like down to confirmation bias and ego like oh if this comes through i'll make this yeah but i didn't really think about the consequence if it doesn't come through yeah you know exactly I mean? I yeah, yeah. really oh, you're
0: only focusing on the positive yeah exactly
1: yeah. i was kind of kidding myself like finding reasons of why i'm right and yeah. not finding enough about the other side of it of why i could be wrong yeah do you know what i mean yeah so anyway done that uh, obviously lost all the money in the account within like five minutes of the news coming out um, and that was a big thing for me and reflecting on that moment was like the big turning point point. Yeah. and like even some of the guys that I mentor that are doing very well they've all had like one big moment that kind of defines their thing like they hit the lowest point Yeah. from there reflected learned the right lessons from it and bounced back and now they've never looked back Yeah. because like the way I see that that day was I was paying for a lesson do you know yeah. what I mean and if I took the right things from that lesson then i could make it into like what it is now or mm. i could have let that kill me and still be an estate agent Do yeah you know what i mean um but yeah like if you can learn the right lessons from it and reflect on it then and you don't have you don't approach it with ego or confirmation bias or thought oh that's bullshit Do you know what i mean if you can actually figure out where you went wrong and what the lesson is mm. then definitely i think after hitting a low you know it's make or break i think who is it that says like if you're if you're in hell, why stop there? Like keep going, do you know what I mean? Oh shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if you're yeah, at the lowest point, like if you're at rock bottom, why, yeah, why stop? Yeah, yeah, like just the, keep going. The,
0: the, there's nothing worse that it can yeah. go to. Yeah. It's you know what
1: I mean? Yeah. Um so yeah, obviously that was like a big thing for me. But also I thought, you know, if I if I was right, obviously, you know, there's a lot of potential money to be made. But mm. that, that was just a simple case of over-risking, which most traders, that's where they fail. There's no discipline or disciplined approach. Like I say, if I'm wrong Say I lose, I don't know maybe a thousand pounds if I'm wrong. Mm. Um, it's not the end of the world, you know. It's uh, you can you can make it back when yeah. you're right. You make three grand. Do you know what I mean? You're trying to find 50-50 yeah. odds, so yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Life is a gamble, though. Like and yeah, business man. is a gamble. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's it. Just you, money don't make no money. Yeah, literally, bro. Literally, <laughs> take risk and Prosper,
1: Like it's that. That's another thing is you know being willing to take risk but also calculated risks do you know what mm-hmm. I mean not just like oh I'm taking a risks I'm doing something right because people say you've got to take risks yeah. you've got to make sure they're calculated and again like confirmation bias is like such a big thing like don't just delude yourself to what you think is is true do you know yeah. what I mean that's for everything not just trading for like every aspect of, of your life your career everything like mm-hmm. always try and find and all of your belief systems always trying to find the other side of it to make sure that actually like you actually agree with your belief systems yeah in regards to everything do you know what I mean yeah um,
0: just to ask you a question on yeah. that um what active and practical things do you do to actually tackle that like so, so, to check your ego every once in a while because obviously like everyone has an ego mm. um and sometimes you're not even aware that it's even yeah, like the yeah. ego really talking yeah, yeah. until you have that moment to um reflect on it yeah but obviously in that moment in time mm-hmm. like you're not really of thinking course. about reflecting yeah, yeah so is there things which you practically and actively do like like as as you're doing like as you're going on like throughout your day like am i actually making this this decision because i think this is the right decision to make or are you not really are you you not doing that or uh
1: i I definitely do and part of my evening routine is is reflecting on my day and like when i'm scoring my day out of 10 and stuff like that part of that is like mindset do you know what i mean um but i think the thing that helped me the most with that part of my journey is meditating Mm. like meditating is such a big thing for me and like if you're religious you can use that time to pray but just some time throughout the day to kind of like stay grounded and clear-headed do you know what i mean and kind of like clear your mind yeah um is a big thing that i think you know definitely definitely helped me um but yeah apart from that not really it's just reflection journaling everything do you know what i mean i feel like i'm i've done enough not done enough work obviously there's always room for improvement and i'm always trying to trying to grow but like i'm happy with the point Where I am in terms of like my routines and like how that affects my mindset and stuff like that I feel like I've found a kind of rhythm that works for me Do you -hmm. know what I mean? Like part of me doing my morning routine helps keep me grounded Helps me get the most out of the day Do you know what I mean? And also being humble enough to learn that you know you can always learn from someone So like I'm still trying to read books Do you know what I mean? Like this quarter before the end of the year I'm trying to read a book a week Yeah Um, And like I'll say a book a week but like in my head I want to do more than that Do you know what I mean? Like that's the bare minimum mm. for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, man. Books are, are the main thing. Always trying to learn. Always trying to grow. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean. Yeah yeah. 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 No, that's wavy. All right. Yeah, man. Say nothing. I've got one last question for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, um. I, I know you spoke about um, end goals. Hmm. Um. But I I kind of want to know what um, day to day, what keeps you motivated? What 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 keeps you
1: you going on your journey?
0: because that's yeah yeah
1: Uh, again like like I said you know a few times is humble beginnings you know I was never rich or never come from a rich family never had anyone rich around me but I always had like big dreams big goals always like nice cars nice things Mm. do you know what I mean Um, and I think something that helps keep me motivated is celebrating small wins yeah do you know what I mean so not being too hard on yourself if you do something good then it's aligned with what you're trying to do yeah. Then, you know, celebrate it. That mm. could be any way, it could be go out for a meal or buy a piece of clothing that you want or do, do you know what I mean? But celebrate yeah. the small steps along the way, otherwise you'll just get demotivated and, and disheartened. Mm. Um but also just always keeping the, the big goal in mind. Like every day I'm thinking about the hedge fund, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm thinking about the end goal, like I know like I can paint a picture in my head of what my life looks like in five, ten years' time. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like I can visualise like law of attraction kind of stuff where I can visualise what kind of house I live in what kind of cars I'm driving do you know what I mean all of that kind of stuff I believe in that a lot and also a lot deeper than that like how I feel like the emotions that I'm feeling um, like when I have that Um, some people think this is crazy or like pseudoscience but there's a really good book on this called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza where he talks about like thinking about it law of attraction is just kind of like the gateway into the rabbit hole but for me like feeling it and like the emotions i'll feel yeah when i have that stuff yeah is important yeah. that i reflect on those emotions do you know what mm-hmm. i mean And yeah. feeling now so it's kind of installed in the subconscious yeah um but yeah very good book i highly highly recommend it yeah. um and that's pretty much it just keeping the small goals in mind obviously breaking them down into micro goals yeah so i've got goals i want to achieve in like the fourth quarter so between now and the end of the year yeah then i'm already planning what i want to achieve in q1 so between january to, to march next year yeah um, and just kind of breaking it all down so that you're kind of creating small tasks that are getting you there to, to like the overall task. Yeah. So like if you go to the gym, like this quarter, you want to bench 100. Yeah. And the next quarter, you want to bench 110. Yeah. 120. And eventually yeah. you'll work your way up. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then when you do 100, like celebrate it. Do you know what I mean? Go out and, do you know what I mean? Celebrate the wins. Mm. That's kind of what I guess keeps me going. But then like the deep root of that is like wanting to provide better, like all of the end goals. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Does that make sense? No, it does. It yeah. Does. What about you? Um, oh. Okay. All right then. Sorry. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: Oh, that's, that, that's a good one. Um, I guess I don't really actively think about it. Mm. Um, but um, I've kind of had conversations um, I, with, with people about sort of like my goals and ambitions. Like, now obviously like, I feel like, I don't know. But maybe it's, it's, it's a people from the ends, like sort of mindset, but it's just kind of like, Obviously i want to help my family mm-hmm. I want to help my friends mm-hmm. like most importantly my mom mm-hmm. obviously um and obviously like when when you grow up in a in a working class like environment mm-hmm. you you kind of do want to elevate the people around mm-hmm. you hundred percent but taken away from the monetary thing like like obviously i want yo I'm trying to live life do you <laughs> know what I mean <laughs> but aside from that like I see um like, I, I sort of reflect on, on my life mm-hmm. and, like, the things that I didn't know mm-hmm. growing up. And uh, you know how we were talking about knowledge mm-hmm. and keeping your cards close to your chest? Yeah. Um. I think, for me, that's a real, real big thing. Mm-hmm. That, like, I learn all these things, like, like now, mm-hmm. uh, as, as I'm growing up, and I'm just like, I wish I knew this when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Or, like, I wish I had, like, um, capital or income to be able to support people or do things mm-hmm. because obviously it's good and well given words and of wisdom and information and everything like that, but obviously I feel like actions obviously take a a, a big place in in changing and and doing things for people's lives, mm-hmm. and a lot of actions tend to come with money, <laughs> so I think for me it's it's about um uh, combining the two together. Yeah. So it's. A, so uh, i'll probably say it in in another episode but i I don't get too much but essentially i want to be able to do something um to help the youth um and be able to provide them with information to sort of help them in their life choices and um and you know just their their future development because a lot of men just like when they they have a lot of uh tunnel vision Mm -hmm. like of there's only really one or two or three ways to get out really when there's Tons. Loads. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that when you've come up from a certain environment and you're just thinking, these are the only ways because you can only see as far as the end yeah, of your yeah. borough. Yeah, yeah, Like, you can't blame them. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, maybe their friends are doing it, their cousins are doing it, yeah. their brothers. Like, like if that's all they can see, that's all they're going to know. Yeah. And I'm a big believer of um, um, you can be what, what you can see. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you see... Um, representation of yourself on on like things like TV on things like radio on mm-hmm. things like magazines and stuff like that like that that's that stuff like that daily stuff which you import mm-hmm. and you read and you absorb mm-hmm. every single day that's stored into your conscience that yeah, doesn't yeah. go away yeah that that reaffirms certain things in you mm-hmm. and if you don't see yourself in certain places you're gonna think, that place isn't for me, yeah. Because I don't see anybody yeah. like that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to get too preachy, yeah. But uh, uh, you get where I'm going, 100.
1: percent. Like and that comes back to traveling. Yeah, when exactly. You start traveling, this is <laughs> <laughs> My dark, my dark. Yeah, it's true though. You realize, oh shit! Like there's more to life than ends. Exactly. You know what I mean, exactly. So yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. And yeah, that's another big thing. Opening people's eyes like you said there's one two maybe three ways to make it out one of the big ones is like go to uni get a degree yeah or trapping or do you know what yeah. I mean there's yeah only a few avenues people can go down but there's yeah. so many like so many. and a, a great example is FTMO when I tell some people they think it's uh, like a, a scam or something like a prop why are people gonna give you money to trade like that mm. don't make no sense but the thing is you see how you spoke about like wealthy families earlier yeah they're telling their kids what prop firms are these guys all know that proprietary trading firms are a thing Mm. But when you're from ENDS, no one has told you that this is real life. This is how the world works. Do you know what I mean? Investors have money. They need a return. They don't necessarily know where to to put it. So Mm. they'll give it to prop firms. Prop firms give it to traders and traders trade it. Do you know what I mean? It's just one example of, like, if you're not exposed to that environment, Mm. you don't know about it or you think it's a scam or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, man, I completely completely agree with everything you just
0: said. I I, I just think that if something is, is very, very foreign or alien to you, Initially, like uh, a lot of people might have a very defensive 100%. Um, uh, standpoint about how to approach it. But yes. when, when you actually, like it's, it's just like with anything, like fire breath, like if you put your hand in fire, you're going to get yourself burn yeah, yeah. But if you know what fire is, you're going to know that, yo, I can do, I can use this to, to, to chef, chef up like an omelette <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. I can eat for the day. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's just about knowing how to control it or, mm-hmm. or, or just even understanding what that thing is. And then now, you can have a look at it and think about okay cool how can I apply this yeah to my life yeah to better myself yeah do you know what I mean yeah, yeah and I feel like a lot of that is information and knowledge. Yeah. So for me the big thing is just get myself to a point in which I can help other people mm-hmm. because it's cool like having peas and that um and please don't get twisted I'm gonna be fucking rich. <laughs> Let's not get twisted. <laughs> um but as soon as i get to that point i do want to make sure that it is everyone else with me 100%. and we're doing this thing. yeah yeah
1: yeah 100% yeah like that that's one thing like when i started making like decent money like i was saying to random like come let's go eat out Do you know what i mean like, let's go to yes. this place that place like yeah, come, go benny or something do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. just to experience it like do you yeah. know what i mean yeah like 100% it's no fun when you're doing, doing it, by it by yourself itself. not you at, at all, mean? all not at all like, not at all yeah i want to see everyone Eat Come up. Yeah, man. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not trying to keep my cards close to my chest. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Even even if I don't know you, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I want to see everyone win. Yeah. You know? Even if you've had a privileged background or whatever, like, I still want to help. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where I can. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, I think too many people have the mindset of, like, why should I help him or... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Keep
0: yeah. their, card, their cards... Crabs in a bucket. Literally, bro. Literally. 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 Bro, like, but one last thing <laughs> before we leave, because... I I've, I feel like that that what we just spoke about could just be a whole another episode yeah, entirely. Literally. But you, you know what? We can for another time. <laughs> part you know I mean? two. Yeah, part two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. <laughs> um, one last thing before we go. Yep. Um, it's something which I should have done at the start, but you know, I've, I feel like I've been making a habit like doing this <laughs> at the end. But right now is a question which you ask all the guests who come on a podcast. Mm-hmm. What's in your feet today, Joe? What's in my what? What's on the what's on your feet today? What's on my feet? It's a crep check, my bro. It's a crep check.
1: I've got what are we working with. I don't know if the camera can see it. I've got Valentino's on.
0: Vale- Ooh, <laughs> yo, the first set of designers that we got on this thing. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yo. All right. <laughs> I, I've, I've never got. I've never seen Valentino's oh, still no. before. Nah, nah, no, nah. Them, no, yeah. are, are, are those like, are they, they're popping in, in the, because I, I don't really do designer. Okay.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah.
0: like for me, the only ones which I've seen was um, Giuseppe's. Okay. But actually Giuseppe's and Margiela's. Okay. Margiela's look like space yeah. shoes. Yeah. Never ever get into <laughs> <So> those. <noticed. clap. laughs> they're trash. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then Giuseppe's. But the only thing is that kind of put me off it was that... Um, like gold zips gold zips yeah, buckles yeah. and everything bruv yeah. it, it looks like some sort of jacket that that Kanye West would wear bruh. yeah literally. It, it, it looks like a mess yeah, it yeah. looks like a mess well what are,
1: are the Valentino takes poppy? <laughs> they're all right man they're all right no they probably can't see but yeah they're all right yeah so do it's all right I mean? it's a bit more but, but, humble but, but, but. it's not like showy like Giuseppe's do you know what I mean it's mm. more calm and do you know yeah what I mean? it's not like it's out there that yeah that yeah yeah that, yeah do you know what I mean? yeah but, yeah, I, I wouldn't buy something just for the name if I don't like it. Like I kind of went through that phase. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I bought like a pair of Giuseppe's and they've got gold zips. So when I look at them now, I just think they're clapped. But yeah, yeah, more about the humble, humble thing. You know
0: Jeez, I mean? my guy, my guy. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, it's been an amazing episode. I actually really, really enjoyed this, bro. Yeah, man. Time went quick. Yeah, that, that's that's the way it goes on <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's mad. I I hope you you've enjoyed it as um as much as I have. Yeah, man. But um. Before you go, um, I just want you to plug up your thing. Let, let people know about um, where they can find you. Yeah, um, yeah. Let them know about Vivid Capital mm-hmm. um, and what services you, you offer.
1: Yeah, cool. So um, you can find me on Instagram. My at is uh, Joe's and uh, spelled G-I-O and then Paris like the capital and then 23. So uh, G-I-O Paris 23. And that's my Insta. Or you can go to Vivid Capital, which is just Vivid Capital. Um, or you can go to the website, which is www vividcapital.co.uk um, And yeah, message me if you want any more information. Uh, we've got two courses. We've got a FX and commodities course, which basically teaches you how to trade um, forex and commodities and indices. And we've got a crypto course, which teaches you all about cryptocurrency, um, how to trade crypto, how to invest in crypto. I also share my full portfolio as well. So all the cryptos that I hold, all that everything that I invest in, um, I share with you in the course. Um, we've also got a mentoring service where I do like uh, weekly one-to-ones with people. That's currently full, um, there's a waiting list for that. But yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Drop me a message, happy to help where I can. Jeez, wavy. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, so guys, you heard um, all of the details or so follow-up if you're trying to make some smart investments, um, as you can hear, We've got a well-educated young man from Southeast London who's out here. He's trying to support the community and he's trying to do this thing so everyone can get their money up and you can have some Valentinos for yourself. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in for another episode of TM Waffles Podcast. Hopefully you're tuning in for another one and we're out. Thank you, bro.